0: It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. As we launch an hour number one of the program, it's Ian here with you. And, Mark, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. So enjoy those on us. That is freetalklive.com. Still to come, or to come, rather. I guess still to come, because last night we said we were going to do it, so I, I promise you we will get to this. <laughs> okay. uh, Mark, you have a story about taxes, what they were like for Americans way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, around the start of the the country.
1: We've wondered, um, people have told us that the, uh, the boston tea party was started over a two percent tax a one percent tax mm-hmm. um you know they've they I've, I've heard small numbers what was this tea tax uh, how much tax how, ma- how many taxes did americans pay back in the day what, what about property taxes what ooh. we will I find out enough.
0: we will know we will learn more here shortly but first we go to the phones to rob in georgia on the amplifier line hello rob hey how's
2: it going
0: what's on your mind well i
2: just wanted to uh, talk about uh, these little Star Trek universe stuff that you guys were rambling on about last night.
1: Now, we late, didn't like, bring it fast up. Fast it early. wasn't us. It was a caller who uh, used Star Trek as an example of how the perfect communist community could work.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the thing is, that was so ridiculous to me for the simple fact that, like, look at the way scientists operate. Many scientists discover all any number of things, and they don't do it for huge sums of money. In fact, they probably went into debt getting their PhD. Um, but now, your
0: point—you're making this point because uh, the caller's point last night was that, well, in a world with uh, you know unlimited wealth, where you can just press a button and have uh, any anything you want created for you, and like this the replicator, replicator machine, uh, then he w- he was suggesting that no one would create uh, creative works anymore, and I just found that absurd personally.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is it is absurd because. You see, uh, look at the look at the open source software movement with, like, the, the Linux kernel and Linux, uh, the entire operating system, which I use regularly. Uh, that's made by people who, for the most part, are not working to make money. They work because they want to see something done. They work to get accolades from their friends. And, and believe you me, the praise of your friends is a very powerful thing when you have everything else.
1: Mm, it absolutely is. Um, I... <laughs> I've got to say that uh, beyond what um, what there was as far as making money, I've I've gotten salesman of the month awards more times, you know, quite a few times, quite a few different country, uh, companies, and I love that crap. I mean, I'm a vain guy. I am. Why? Like I'm right. going to give
0: you the Salesman of the Month Award. Right.
1: No raise, no no extra bonus, nothing like that. Here, we're giving you a little plaque. <laughs> um, absolutely. And it, it, it's, really, it's really motivating to somebody like me.
2: Yes, and, and you would absolutely see that sort of thing in a world without any sort of physical scarcity. Because at the end of the day, the reason why people work isn't really money. Once you take care of your basic physical, the things that are required to live, mm-hmm. everything else you're working for is for psychic satisfaction of some sort. It's absolutely
1: yeah. true. If it wasn't for, um, you know, the the opportunity to, uh, you know, ha- bring women back to my house, I would have never owned one. I would have lived with my mom. <laughs> Or, you know, how about retirees
0: you know how about uh, people that decide they don't want to retire um, even though they've got plenty of money in the bank and they've got two homes and two cars or whatever they decide they want to keep working in the uh, the career that they're in simply because they love to do what they do I mean there, there's no money there's no financial interest in it for them it's just why stop you know why stop and sit around the house all
1: day when you could go out and keep doing something right if you love what you do why I mean you know why try to take up a hobby that, that may or may not interest you like golf or fishing I don't want to do do that great yeah.
2: points and hey, you know there's one other thing that someone earlier about um, on the star trek universe mark said what happens if someone steals your replicator and they said what sort of person would steal a replicator when everyone has it yeah well there there is a class of person who does that we call them the criminal class and most of them work in government <laughs> and basically because if you think about it why does the government steal your money they make the money they don't have to steal it it's the last thing they have to do. They do it because they want you to be deprived of it.
0: Right. They do it because they want you to feel like you're being controlled. So, uh, exactly. you know.
2: Exactly. So the same sorts of people would steal replicators, The sorts of people who want to control others want to sanction others however kind of however if
0: matter. we uh, if we were to actually get to this theoretical point uh, in the world where we do have this unlimited wealth and uh, lack of scarcity then those people wouldn't really have any reason to exist anymore they, they you know there wouldn't be any any need to control others um, because again there they, they could have whatever they wanted although You're i not
2: su- me. What you, would, what you would have happen, I think, is that those people would very clearly and probably very early be identified as sociopaths and be yeah. yep. right. the accordingly.
0: Now we just elect them. I think the only way to get to the point of, uh, of unlimited wealth you know, if it is possible to get there, and I think it is, uh, is to actually throw off the chains of the state. Once we throw off the chains of the state and enter into a, uh, essentially, an, we're like we're in the, I see us as sort of being in the information age right now. I think the next age could be like an age of liberty, which could theoretically lead to uh, a position of, uh, of unlimited wealth, of no scarcity, of unlimited energy, and that sort of thing. But we have to throw off the chains of the state in order to get to that point, in my opinion.
2: I could not agree
0: more. Thanks for the call, Rob. Great call. Appreciate it, as always. 800-259-9231 at the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And I really feel like we are close. Entering that age of liberty because the age of information is at hand and uh, you know it is a, it is allowing some things to happen that have have j- just been completely unprecedented before. I mean the Ron Paul campaign is a perfect example. In fact, I've got a great little story about the uh, the self organization that's going on, this sort of uh, decentralized grassroots campaigning that's happening in the Ron Paul campaign.
1: It's just ag- incredible. I would agree. Um, you know, obviously Samuel Adams uh, the one could say the founder of the country, if not the country, at least the father of our liberty from England, Um, he... He said that it didn't require a majority to uh, get liberty; it's just a vocal minority society, um, lighting brush fires in people's imagination or something like yeah. that. And we, I think, we're getting to critical mass on the amount of people that are interested in the ideas of liberty. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ron Paul has been really great in that; he's, he's brought a lot of people along in this uh, process. Right, people that hadn't really thought about liberty in the past. I
0: or, almost see Ron Paul as sort of the uh, the fulcrum of this storm of liberty that's happening, basically, and a storm sort of a negative sounding word but it's sort of the way i envision it you know you've got the uh, the eye of the hurricane right i feel like ron paul is that uh is that focal point and then there's all this activity that's going on mm-hmm. around him uh that's you know tangentially related to him in but some way but it's not him yeah but, right he's not controlling it he's no. not um dictating anything he's just out there running for president and there's all these different individuals and just such he's a he's given s-
1: His campaign is hope for America, and that's what holds it all together. People say, here's a a libertarian who has been in Congress for ten terms, who has always voted his conscience, voted the Constitution. He's been great, Mm -hmm. and I think that he has a chance of actually being president. So hope is what is kind of – making all this coalesce together. Right. Uh,
0: I mean, just as an example of the wide variety of people that are being attracted to the Ron Paul campaign, I mean, we already know from the things we've talked about, that uh, the, the stories we've discussed on the air, that he's got Democrats that are behind him. He's got a variety of Republicans, Libertarians, the Constitution Party, mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah. Um, Mr. Perutka, Perutka per- has now, in uh, the guy endorsing. who ran for the Constitution Party, uh, he was their presidential candidate in 2004, Michael Perutka. He has endorsed Ron Paul. Uh, Michael Badnarik, the candidate for the Libertarian Party in 2004, has endorsed Ron Paul. Uh, the current uh, ca- one of the current candidates for Libertarian Party uh, nomination, Steve Cubby, has endorsed Ron Paul,
1: and a, um, another one that dropped out for the Libertarian, um, Doug Stan- Stanhope, Stanhope also. has
0: endorsed Ron Paul. So I mean, just the people that are getting behind him in the world of politics are pretty unprecedented. You've got Bill Maher that's uh, getting behind Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. You've got, of course, you know, uh, Pat Buchanan that's getting behind Ron Paul, and then in just the the world of regular Joe Americans. People are coming out of the woodwork, people who have said, I never would have considered voting for a Republican in my life, and now I'm supporting Ron Paul. As an example, uh, there is a girl who has put a video online, she's calling herself the Ron Paul girl. And I've sent her an email at this point to see if we can get her on the show to talk about what inspired her to do this. Uh, but basically, she's uh, she's taking off her clothes in the video. You are shameless. And it is just... <laughs> you're,
1: it's, you're a man completely without shame. It's wonderful. She's already gotten <laughs> something like
0: 60,000 views. Why and don't you do it? She <laughs> says that... I'm not an attractive female. Uh, she I says, think your listeners would be interested. She says that if Ron Paul wins, she'll take off more of her clothes. And so, it's just... Just amazing. I don't think that's ever happened in any Republican campaign. Ever. I'm sure you could get somebody. More on somebody. the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airways via the toll free number at 1 800 259 9231. CAI toll free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features on the site are totally free. And uh, we give them away. So that includes the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. And hopefully, if you're a lady listener, get involved. Send in your validated picture, shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It is your only choice for more personal freedom and less intrusive government smaller less intrusive government to learn more about joining the second american revolution go to freestateproject.org that is freestateproject.org rumors are coming through the woodwork that uh, there may be a federal raid on the brown household up here in new hampshire i'll do my best to Attempt to confirm or deny that that it has happened or uh, that it that shall happen. It may be in the the process of happening. Rating. Uh, so I don't know. That's just a rumor that is uh, being pr- uh, pronounced at the moment. We'll find out more, I'm sure, as the night goes on. But uh, for now, let's talk about taxes, and then we'll come back to the the Ron Paul Revolution and and how um, Think rank is uh, pointing out that it's a lesson in free market economics. But first, let's talk about the economics of taxation and how different of a situation the Americans in the early times of this country had
1: to deal with. What was it that they were revolting over anyway, Mark? Well, um, it, it taxes is the short answer, but uh, let me read it to you here. It's from the straight dope.com. Um Dear Straight Dope, could you enlighten the taxpayers like myself As to an average percentage paid on taxes now as opposed to an average um, taxes paid to the King of England that helped cause the war, that war thing a couple of hundred years ago, surely our forefathers didn't have it as bad as us, of course, I mean tax-wise. I wouldn't dream of going up um, against them on transportation or indoor plumbing uh, revolution, which, of course... Taxes didn't bring you
0: indoor plumbing or any of that stuff. I, I can't stand. Uh, he's not suggesting that. No. But I can't stand it when people say stuff like that. Well, you should be happy to pay taxes. You live in a, such a wonderful place, in the freest place in the world, and you've got television and microwavable food and all these other wonderful things. Well, I have those things because people in search of a profit went out there and created them, right. not because government taxes me.
1: Right. The fact that taxes were going on while um, these, you know, while these things were invented has th- these are. Completely Completely unrelated items. Right. In fact, if it weren't for the government, I'd have a lot of these things a lot sooner, like cell phones. They would have come out in the 60s. I suppose somebody could make the, uh, make the argument that if you didn't have a military to protect the land um, and, and keep it free, then... Um, you know, Poppycock. I, that's what you say. I, I would say, well, let's bring us down to a military then. Let's just cut that half of the budget out that the government uh, you know, spends and then bring all the military members home to this land so they can actually defend it and uh, you know, cut taxes by I don't want to 75%. Go that Let's move on. Anyway, um, so the, uh, the straight dope staff replies. Ian, as a matter of fact, replies. Of course, I mean, one man um, you never wanted to get in a uh, peeing contest with was Benjamin Franklin. However, what uh, Ben and company were fighting over wasn't the uh, amount of taxes, which, as you'll see, was actually quite small. But the right of the crown to impose taxes on the colonies at all. No taxation without representation was the uh, colonial motto, and the necessity of a, of a government deriving its uh, their just powers from the consent of the governed was the real sticking point of the whole revolution thing. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm
1: not sure. I, I think that's what it evolved into. I'm not sure that Samuel Adams exactly um, intended that, but... Before 1763, Americans were the least taxed citizens in the Western world. Colonial subjects were taxed on average a total of about one shilling per head per year. Brief digression here. While these uh, uh, conversions are tenuous and some might say meaningless over the span of a couple of centuries or so, I spent some time with the conversion wage, exchange rate, and price index tables from the uh, Census Bureau's historical statistics of the U.S. and came up with a conversion of one pound sterling in 1770, is equal to about $150 in 1998, hmm. with a shilling equal <laughs> to a twentieth of a pound sterling. Damn. That's like, you know, somebody who's working at a menial job, a minimum
0: wage job,
1: would mm-hmm. have that amount of money taken out of one paycheck. Oh, even, even, um, no, no, you're, the, the, I'm sorry, um, that's, the pound sterling is worth dollar fifty. The shilling. I thought it's. I thought you said one hundred and fifty dollars. One hundred and fifty. Yes. I'm sorry. The 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 pound sterling is worth one hundred and fifty dollars. A shilling is equal to a twentieth of that. Oh. Seven dollars and fifty cents. Wow. A year. That's amazing. Per person. Okay. So that's what they were used to getting taxed, and that's what they uh, revolted over. Right. (laughs) Uh, Uh, How far we've fallen. Right. Let's see. The average uh, laborer was also uh, making around five shillings uh, a day to about $40 a day. Mm-hmm. In Britain, the um, tax wow. amount worked. That's not $40 a day. No, it, man, it's, that's good. It's, I mean, for it, back well, then? Well, um, for back then? No, no, no. That's a conversion to 1998. Yeah. $40 in 1998, which would wouldn't be a minimum wage job, but darn close to a minimum wage job. So you know, obviously people's standard of living. Yeah, has but they gone were taking up. all Things of it home. Things are more technical.
0: If, yeah, but if the, all they were making was five shillings a day, you know that's, that times a whole year, that's a
1: lot of shillings they take home compared to what we're taking home today. So it might uh, compare more to a ten dollar, um, you know, a ten dollar a day job. But that's a laborer. Okay, and I don't think a laborer not ten dollars a day. Excuse me. Um, what, what did I come up with ten for? Ten dollars an hour. Um, ten dollars like an hour. hour. Yes. Um, but a laborer even now, I don't think a laborer could expect much more than fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's like fifteen. I mean, if they worked three hundred
0: days a year, that'd be fifteen hundred shillings a year, and they only had to pay one of them out to the
1: government. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Give me some of that. Okay. So in Britain, the tax tax amount worked out to about 26 shillings per year. Um, That's about 200 bucks. So the American colonists, for all their complaining and moaning, were actually taxed at a much lower rate than their cousins who Mm -hmm. stayed in the old country. Still, as I say, it was the principle of the thing. Indeed. The British taxed the um, colonists to help pay People cared about principles back then. (laughs) <laughs> now they just want to be uh, well taken care of. Yep. The British uh, taxed the colonists to help pay off the sizable war debt, debt accumulated during the Seven Years' War, particularly the part of it fought in North America, which we call the French and Indian War. I wish people knew this, by the way. It's just a little peeve of mine, hmm. that uh, people will somehow sep- separate the Seven Years' War and the French and Indian War in any way, shape, or form. No, that's just what we call it over here. Okay. The British uh, national debt doubled to about $150 million between 1756, he doesn't give a conversion on that. I don't know 150 million what. 1756 and uh, 1763. A great part of that debt arose r- from the colonies' price gouging of the British army during the war, charging them nearly twice the market uh, price for lumber, raising the uh, price from nine pence to fifteen. Now, I'm not sure for um, and for boards and lodging and room uh, rates in rural America towns are more expensive than typical rates in downtown London. Um, now. <sighs> In 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 a downtown um, city, maybe you know now rooms are less value, um, you know, are more valuable than they are in rural America. But I don't know that people necessarily had room to put a soldier up back in colonial and times. Big
0: families, I'm
1: sure. You know, and then you you start thinking about lumber. I mean, could lumber double in price? if there was a demand on it sure it could mm. i don't know that this is gouging this guy's calling it gouging i don't see that it is did concrete well, did concrete double when um, after K- 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 hurricane katrina went through well now let's be you, fair there. i mean
0: imagine yourself in the position of a colonist you're upset that the uh, that the british government is taking this shilling from you every year and you see them coming around looking for uh, looking to purchase one of the products that you provide you'd raise the price too i don't think in the
1: 1760s people were quite as concerned with it that wasn't quite the. I mean, they, they weren't up in arms. If you didn't about like that.
0: the red coats and they wanted to buy something from you, you could raise your prices.
1: Point. More on the way. You can
0: take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you sick and tired of the taxes yet? This is amazing, these numbers. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll free number is 800 259 9231. Say cool, CAI toll free line for you. That's 1 800 259 9231. It is Ian here with you, and Mark, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download it. It's free right there on the front page. An entire year's worth of
1: the program. Available. On the House, freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles within the GOP. Visit RLC.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's RLC.org. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Uh,
0: Let's talk to Paula in Florida. Ladies first, you're on Free Talk Live, Paula.
4: Hi, good evening, guys. Hello, what's on your mind? There is something I want to talk to you guys. See what you thought about this. I call the the representatives in Washington about something we've got to do. I think to save this country, we've got to pull JFK's executive order that still stands, where we go back to the gold standard and back to the silver certificate of money. I think we need to do this fast.
1: Well, um, it you know the dollar is taking a real beating right now. It's and like yeah, the same as Canadian dollar now. Instead of there's we being we get
4: a- rid of the Federal Reserve.
1: Right, yeah, I'm with you on that. I one, would agree, Paola. get rid of Federal Reserve, but I'd also say get the government out of money entirely. Yeah,
4: they don't um, need to it's it's not either out either. of money entirely. I gave this country trillions of dollars in gold no, a couple no, of years ago.
1: No, no, I don't mean that the government is out of money. I say that we should get the the the, the government out of the business of providing money. I think that yeah, if,
4: get rid of the Federal Reserve.
1: Right, get rid right. of the Federal Reserve. Let people uh, exchange in whatever mediums they want. Likely, they'll go to quickly go to things like gold and silver and. Um, You know, commodities, it could be pork bellies, it could be grain futures, it could be corn futures, it could be anything like that.
4: Well, I called Pat Kennedy yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I called him again today, and I said, we've got to do this. And I've talked to a lot of the other reps, I said, get together and do this right now. I said, there's the only thing that's going to save this country.
0: Very good, Paul. Keep up the good work. Appreciate you doing that because you're right on this one. Honey, Thanks we've for the all call. Do it.
4: Everybody's got to call and raise hell about this.
0: Well, I you know I just I just don't know how effective that's going to be. I think it's probably going to be more effective to actually put some new blood in there, like a Ron Paul. You know, yeah. people that are actually committed to principle. People. I mean, these guys that you're calling, they don't even know what fiat money is. Most of them. I mean, they and if they do, then they are inherently uh, you know corrupt and they support the the corrupt system. So well, I, 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 I feel like you're wasting your are, phone call. Idea. Thanks for the call, Paula. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Speaking of gold and silver, I came across a story here as I was trying to get the latest on the Ed Brown situation mm-hmm. about a, a man, a business owner, who had been paying his workers in gold and silver coins. Really? And the IRS didn't take too kindly to it. We'll uh, maybe get to that story here in a bit, but still got to go to the phones. Talk to Kent in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Kent? Hello, Kent? In Illinois, going once. Kent, going twice. Let's try Rich in New Hampshire listening uh, on Second Life. Hello, Rich. Rich. Hey. Hello. How's it going? What's on your mind, Rich?
5: Uh, well, you spoke to uh, a person earlier uh, right at the beginning of the show uh, and he was talking about uh, you know, technological advancement and how government stands in its way. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to share a thought on that topic. I mean, as you guys know, my one of my pets Issues is getting the government out of the business of school. Okay. Because they're terrible at it. And I read a wonderful quote the other day from Napoleon Hill. He says An educated man is one who has so developed the faculties of his mind that he may acquire anything he wants or its equivalent without violating the rights of others.
6: Hmm. Indeed.
0: That's the way that most that's the way definition. most people behave. Most people behave on a voluntary basis. It's only the government people and uh, gangsters that operate otherwise. Rich?
7: That pretty much covers it.
0: Yep. I'm with you, man.
1: Thanks for the call. Thank you. 800-259-9231. We're
0: gonna I'm with try. Rich, too. I,
1: I'd like to see the government completely out of the business of education. Get them it's... out of
0: money, get them out of education, and, get them and, out of travel. And get I a... don't
1: mean this because I don't think Americans should be educated. I mean it because I think the government's ter- ter- terrible at everything it does. Oh, yeah. Which means that we're giving our most valuable commodity, the, the minds of our next generation, to the government. You wouldn't let them. You wouldn't let them do anything that had to do with your family. You wouldn't let them feed you. Mm. You wouldn't let them um, Some supply might. you with cars. Uh, no. Can you imagine if every if the government uh, supplied housing to everybody? What kind of rat holes we'd live in?
0: Go look in uh, communist Russia. To find out what that was like. It would. It was horrible. Yeah. And the cars were awful too. If you could get your hands on one. Or Volga. What did you have to wait ten years to get one or something like, like that? that. 800-259-9231. We're going to try Kent again. Kent in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Thanks, guys. Hey. Uh, am, am I there?
0: You are. What's on your mind? <laughs> no, you're I, here.
8: I, I kind of wanted to pick up on the what you introduced the show with this evening, kind of the Ron Paul being the eye of the storm of the yeah. great liberty movement. Yes. And, and applying that to the principles of the free market, there are a lot of groups. And organizations popping up all over the place promoting Ron Paul and his sure. message of liberty and freedom. Um, I, I, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble here by naming a few things, but uh, you have, like, VoteRonPaul.com, which is a collection of artists creating graphics and posters and cards and, and T-shirts and... All that to support Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have RonPaulRadio.com, an, a radio station, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, dedicated to Ron Paul, his message, his ideals, and his principles of monetary.
1: What are they doing? Uh, are they p- playing audio? Uh, are they playing like video clips of him and just the audio of it? Or how, how is it? How they, is it that they doing, get the content?
8: They're doing all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they are replaying a lot of uh, his his uh, congressional speeches, mm-hmm. his campaign speeches. Um, him and uh, Ben Bernanke at the Federal Reserve in the committee hearings on monetary systems and that.
1: I would have loved to have heard that.
8: Oh, they're fantastic. There's also uh, hosts that host their own shows. I actually host one of the shows on RonPaulRadio.com. Uh, you also have individuals doing uh, different kinds of, of activism all across the country, that yep. is outside of the campaign realm itself. Right, sure. and you know so that,
1: the the cool thing about that, and and, and the thing that's kind of unusual about it is that largely does not happen with the other candidates. Does Certainly not, not um, you know, to the extent that it happens with Ron Paul, not even a, a fraction of the percentage. Of Most of their activists are sitting around waiting to be told what to do. Right, and whereas well, the Ron Paul activists, they buy their own signs, they're buying their own T-shirts, they're paying for all right, this
0: stuff. Right, which means they're, they're, they're outside without... of all the campaign reporting requirements right. and everything, too, which is nice.
8: Absolutely. And they're also having fundraisers. I know there's a, a meetup group up in Illinois who's already organizing a Ron Vember festival. Ron
3: Vember. <laughs>
0: That's you know, awesome. It's
8: going to be on November the second, and and it's it's going to be huge.
0: Yep, it's so amazing. It's an amazing got... group of activists. Which really, the key ingredient to this, besides Ron Paul running for office, the key ingredient to all this activism has been the internet. It has brought these people together and allowed them to find one another. Whereas, you know, if this was twenty years ago, none of this would be happening, and Ron Paul would be nobody.
8: Well, that's absolutely true. And and Ron Paul himself has said that the the internet is an amazing tool and we need to use it to promote the message of freedom and liberty, and and I believe that that is being done on a constant basis all throughout this country. Yep. You know, head on over to to RonPaulRadio.com and see what they've got going on. They've got a schedule list up of different show airing times with, with their live hosts, and they also have uh, reels, uh, a loop, just reels of of Ron Paul songs that, that artists, musical (laughs) artists have, written. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and they're, they're completely new and and ingenious songs that, that, Go from folky songs with a banjo all the way over to rap songs with a great beat.
0: It's amazing. It, it really just a just a huge variety of activism that is all happening. As I was saying before, just surrounding this one candidate, and he doesn't. You don't. The campaign couldn't even possibly have a finger on the uh, total amount of activism that's going on. It's it's all happening without asking anybody asking for permission, uh, and it's just a brilliant. Brilliant campaign, and I really do think he has a real shot at uh, possibly winning this primary coming up here in well, uh, early 2020.
8: Well, Ron Paul has said himself, "Thank you for letting me join your revolution." Yeah, and that's yeah. really so the way he understands is. that that this is a, a movement that is is beyond his control or his organizational skills or his even campaign organization. That this is this is a completely grassroots thing that that is just being pushed through.
0: Kent, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We can talk more around Paul. We can talk about whatever's on your mind. But it's up to you to make the call. 1-800-259-9231. On the way, uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about this guy in, I think it was Vegas, who was paying his employees in gold and silver. And what happened with his court trial? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. Sickles CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. The feature's on the site for free. If you like the show, then you should go and shop at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. It's that simple. Whether it's a new item in one of their 41 categories you can shop in, or a used item, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So get your shopping done and help FreeTalk Live out all at the same time. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com as we go to the phones and to the fun to talk to John in California. John, you're on FreeTalk Live with the of Mark. Hello. Hey, John. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, good. What's up?
9: All right, good. Um, now, I was uh, curious to get your guys' take on the 100 different Mexican trucking companies. That are uh, Apparently, they're already given the okay to run in the United States right now.
0: Yeah, which, um, I I don't know. I guess there are a lot of people that are really upset about this because you know Americans apparently don't like competition, and uh, you know they're not they don't the tr- certain people in the trucking industry. Not all of them. A lot of a lot of truckers are real good Americans and they appreciate competition. But the union uh, I think is very upset about this because the way it used to be was that a Mexican trucker would have to stop his truck at the border and they'd have to transfer the load to an American-driven truck in order for the load to continue on into America. Now, But it's okay for Canadians, on, on the other hand,
1: to drive all the way through.
0: Right, right. Um, so now Mexican truckers can just simply drive to their destination. I don't well, see one, what the one, problem one
9: thing is. I, one thing I was kind of, uh, I don't know, perturbed about was the fact that, well, they're not really checked, or they don't have like the the uh, type of... Uh, qu- you know, quality assurance that you'd have like in a, in, a, in the U.S. I'm not sure if the Canadian trucks or the rail yards or whatever that we currently have is that going-
0: Now, wait a minute. Is that true, or is that just what they say in the forwarded That's just emails? what I've heard.
9: I don't know how true that yeah. is, Yeah, really. see, there
0: are a lot of forwarded emails that get sent around the Internet with all kinds of claims. I mean, do Mexicans not have car insurance? Uh, do the insurers not care about the quality of the commercial-level vehicles? I mean,
1: commercial-level insurance is a little pricier and, and a little more important it, it, than... If- If, um, in fact, this truck had uh, a load of Chiquita bananas, let's say, aren't I able to um, sue not only the trucking company um and the uh, distributor or whomever but chiquita banana themselves for hiring such a company that does not have insurance and doesn't chiquita have an interest in uh, you know making sure that their load of bananas is going to get from point
0: a to point b instead of you know an axle falling off and the truck flipping over and the bananas spilling all across the roadway i mean really this oh, just all a load seems of bananas
1: like... probably isn't that much in the uh in chiquita's grand scheme of things
0: this just all seem well i mean you're, you're not going to have a load make it to its destination that's certainly inconvenient for the whoever the buyer was going to be. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it seems like it's a much ado about nothing.
9: I also heard of like a, well, speaking of a, a particular load that didn't reach the de- destination, I heard of a, a semi that was in... Uh, Mexico that had a container filled with explosives used for mining that exploded and killed like a hundred and, well I don't know, it killed like 30-something people, injured 150 from other spectators just sitting around. I guess they didn't have like a hazmat or, you know, any type of uh, placard on it that showed any type of you know hey get back this is dangerous. How did this?
1: How did that little? Now I've seen enough of those signs that it just doesn't. They don't even
9: affect me anymore. Yeah. I mean, um, and yeah. now
1: how does that little sign keep trucks from blowing up? I'm not well, sure. Well, I mean I it would keep other.
9: You know, it might. You might have other officials come by and say, hey, wow, look out! There's this sign that says no you know, eating your sandwiches near
1: to, this truck. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I mean, they would. And I could just see that happening here in the United States too. If if a truck blows up, I don't know why the truck blew right. up, but. This is just another example of uh, the anti-immigration zealots. They'll, they'll
0: pull out one story, and they'll try to paint every single truck driver from Mexico as being yeah. you know uh, uncaring, sloppy, and awful, just because one truck had a problem. The same thing where they say, there's an illegal immigrant who killed somebody down in Texas, so therefore all illegal immigrants are likely <laughs> to be killers. I mean, that's yeah. the same kind of logic that's going on there. Of course there are going to be problems. Of course, I mean, when, you, when you've got a, a semi-truck loaded down with thousands of pounds of of uh, products, whether they be flammable or combustible or not, uh, you've got a dangerous situation regardless of what the load is. And, uh, you know, things are going to happen. People are going to get hurt. And trucks crash all the time in the United States with, you know, guys that they were high on speed and they weren't paying attention or whatever it is that happened. Or there was just an accident. Or just accidents happen. So let's just let people do business and... If you don't want to take the risks, don't go out on the roadways. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it.
1: 800-259-9231. Two a different... And I would like to say, before we go on on this, remember that the federal government uh, was largely involved in um, the death of the rail industry in this country. Mm. And the rail industry is the best way to transport stuff, uh, you know, products from one place to another. Yeah. The fact they that we have to even have so these much. trucks on our road is the is the fault of the government. Now you expect the government to solve the problem that it created in the first place. Interesting
0: observation. Let's continue with the calls and this time talk to another John. This one's in Missouri, listening on KCXL. Hello, John.
7: Hello. How are you guys today? Good,
0: Great. Sir. What's on your mind?
7: Well, listen um – do you do you think this uh <clears throat> difficulty
0: we're having with the
7: economy <clears throat> excuse me do you think it's by accident or do you think they know what they're doing
0: the people at the, the Central Bank, for instance, they absolutely know what they're doing. They know that when they print money and they create money from thin air, that that's inflation, and it, just, you know, it wreaks well, havoc on the American economy. I think economy.
1: they have different um, uh, different reasons uh, for printing this money. The reasons are to fund the government's warmongering expeditions. Right. That's
0: the reason the so, Fed was created in the first place, so, so government could expand at a dramatically faster rate than it ever had in the past.
1: I don't think that uh-huh. they're, they're doing it in the sense that let's destroy the American economy. No, it's let's make the government bigger. So we can all get rich.
7: Well, personally, I think they know what they're doing, and it's been by design all along.
1: Uh, why? Why is it that they want to do it? Pardon? Why is it that they What's want their to motivation? Yeah, I mean, why would yeah, they want well, uh, to preside over a destroyed economy?
7: Well, from what I understand, uh, they would like to. Uh, Eliminate, eliminate a lot of the population because they don't uh, believe theory. that the uh, world is capable of sustaining, uh, you know, all the people that are living here right
1: now. Mm. It seems like a um, – it, uh, it's a theory, and I'm sure that there's people out out there that believe the zero population um, theory, or even less. But do you think that everybody well, in the government believes this and that they're working towards that same goal? I mean, the go- well, from what as, I've seen, you know, the government is – about-
7: I I don't know about everybody in the government, but um, um, I do believe in the New World Order and the elitist in Washington. And, um, you know, I want to make this short. I know there's some other people. Uh, You know, I've I've, uh, put this question to a lot of – well, not a lot, but a few other talk shows. Uh, One here locally, uh, you know, uh, I got hung up on. But um, (laughs) – When the, you know Washington fought in the Indian uh, War, you know with uh, uh, with the English, right? Okay. And when did when did they decide? Because I got a feeling that's the only way we're going to get our country back. I don't think there'll be another Fighting against election. the Indians. <laughs> but when did Washington and them decide to draw the line and decide there was no other way but to fight?
3: I, that because is a good question. I don't question.
7: think there's any military people in Washington that's got the guts enough to stand up and, and
6: well, you I'll, know. I'll, tell you, act, I'll a, tell you
1: what happened. Um, in short, uh, a man named Samuel Adams, you've had the beer, I'm sure, uh, whipped uh, up his Sons of Liberty um, to get the Boston Massacre going and the Boston uh-huh, Tea Party. Right. So um, Boston itself was whipped up into a fervor. Then, Uh um, you know, one night they uh, managed to get the, um, you know, the British so upset that they were willing to attack them, and they they had the uh, the battle on Bunker Hill, which was actually Breed's Hill. Um, Right. And, you know, so there was an actual battle that occurred. At that point, Americans Uh said, holy crap, the British are attacking us, and... Of course, there's Lexington and Concord and that whole thing, too. But basically, uh-huh. Americans felt they were under attack by the British, so they fought back.
0: You know, I'd like to jump back to your uh, conspiracy theory about, the uh-huh. you know, these elites wanting to eliminate 80% of the world's population, or, you know, you pick your percentage. Uh, right. I don't know. I've, uh, there are certainly people, especially in the environmental movement, that believe that human beings are like cockroaches right, and a, that, that a virus. should be exterminated. Uh-huh. So there are people out there that think that way. Whether or not right. the people in the Federal Reserve, and the upper of government think that way, I don't know. Because if indeed, I mean, you don't get to the, the head of the Federal Reserve by not knowing anything at all about the economy. Um, so uh-huh. you would think that they would understand that if they eliminated 80% of the world's population, that a lot of their product, you know, products and services that make their lives so comfortable, that make us all so wealthy, that are manufactured by those little people, if you will, uh, would go uh-huh. away. Because if you kill those people, then nobody's going to be manning the factories anymore, and nobody's uh-huh. going to be turning out the wonderful trinkets and things that we uh, that we enrich our lives with so personally i'm not a subscriber to that theory nor do i necessarily even believe in the uh, so-called new world order um you know while there definitely are people in government who want to control others that's what people Uh, in government are all about um i don't think there's a Mm -hmm. grand cabal or grand conspiracy overarching everything and the fact that ron paul exists is uh counter evidence to the new world order you are you familiar with ron paul Oh, yes. Well, I yes. mean, if if I were in charge of the NWO, Ron Paul would turn up dead, and he's still out there. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate Alrighty. it. All right. 800-259-9231. Ron Paul's continued existence is some of the strongest evidence against a grand global conspiracy. More on the way. You can take control. Hour two's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231 as we launch into hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. The phones are loaded. If you're on hold, be patient. We will get to you. Don't forget, you can also join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features on the site are totally free. So enjoy those on us. That's freetalklive.com. Rolling right into the calls. Let's go to Jeremy in Texas. Jeremy, you're on free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
9: Hello?
0: Hey, what's on your mind, Jeremy?
9: Oh, hey. Um, I just want to let you guys know, a couple of commercial breaks ago, um, somebody punched through the signal that I was getting, and I got some guy... Talking about fifty federal agents surrounding the area. <laughs> and right, you're listening the information on information out there.
0: You're listening online.
9: Yeah, I'm listening online. Right, right. So nobody pun-
0: nobody punched through. Um, what happened was uh, there's a service here for por- for uh, free staters here in New Hampshire called Porcupine 411, where uh-huh. um, an individual can dial a phone number and leave a message. And what you know, if something's happening, right, for I'm,
9: instance, I'm familiar with it.
0: And then the message goes out to, uh, to to whoever subscribes to the list. I'm one of those people. Someone said that a message had gone out talking about the Ed Brown household possibly there being a raid. So that was actually me here in the studio playing that message uh, on my soundboard, which. Inevitably goes out to the internet stream. So sometimes if you're listening on the internet, you'll hear the commercials go away for no reason and other things being played during the breaks, audio being queued up and that sort of thing. So nothing, okay. uh, nothing okay. to be concerned of. No one was breaking, and that was just me playing an audio file here. Uh, but okay. I have still had not heard anything, um, because that's the only thing that's uh, – the rumor is that the Ed and Elaine Brown household are currently under siege by the federal government. It's totally unconfirmed. Uh, no one has has as of yet posted anything anywhere about this, so it could be just total BS. Uh, we'll, as we learn more, we'll certainly bring it out. Did you have any other thoughts?
10: Uh, that was it. Thanks. I was just like, what the hell was that?
0: <laughs> Thanks for the concern, <laughs> Jeremy. Well, we appreciate it. Let's talk to Walt. Oh, Walt's gone. Let's go to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello.
11: Uh, yeah, but there is a news story on the WMUR.com website about a cop in Warren, Ohio, that's on uh, paid leave, mind you, after uh, tasering a handcuffed woman repeatedly. Mm. Okay, Channel 9's website Jeez. picked up that story. Uh, you there was know, another one about
0: an autistic boy that was uh, tasered recently.
11: Yeah, they do stunts like that. Now, you talked to a cop yesterday about... Uh, tasers and how uh, these are a useful tool for uh, securing compliance. Okay, because then you taser them and it stings for uh, sh- a few seconds and then they comply. Mm-hmm. You know, that was. Stings the like the Dickens, I would guess. What?
1: Stings like the Dickens. Yeah.
11: Well, I hope that uh, if. If somebody walks around a corner and observes a confrontation between a cop and a human, and the human is shouting, Let go of me! Let me go! I know my constitutional rights! And the cop doesn't comply. I hope uh, the cop you talk to doesn't mind if people taser the cop in order to secure compliance. Because, after all, the cop did not comply with a directive. And if it's okay for cops to taser humans who don't comply with a directive from a cop then what how is that any different from a human tasering a cop that doesn't comply with a I directive I don't recall from a him
0: human. making the uh, the argument for for uh, compliance uh, for using the taser for compliance purposes yeah, well he did. Um I recall him pointing out that it was uh you know only in a you know a situation where the police are somehow threatened to some extent.
11: Uh no, he he said uh, complying. Uh, you can play it back because you know all of these shows are posted on the Free Talk Live website. They are. And so, yeah, you can go back and and, uh, play that one back there. But uh, the other point is that the cop even admitted that the underage drinking laws are bad laws. Oh yeah, right. he, he absolutely.
0: Well, now he hasn't necessarily uh, admitted that he was a cop, but uh, but as he's made it very clear, um, he's against a lot of these uh, uh, laws that are out there being enforced uh, by the police. And so that guy is a perfect example of one of the good cops. That if you went on your cop-killing rampage that you're always calling about, Tom, that you would end up uh, taking him out. And there are a lot of other cops that are like him that that do want to make a change, that do want to um, only be going after the, uh, the the real criminals and, uh, and that's that would be one of the casualties of your mindless rampage
11: tom what i'm getting at though is let's say another cop is arresting people for underage drinking and they shoot that other cop the cop you talked to last night would be one of the first ones to go rushing in and try to arrest them for taking that necessary defensive action against a an aggressive cop that was trying to enforce a blatantly unjust law. I know law. there are some you know, things, Tom. Enemies. Thank
0: you for the call. I know there are some things that police officers do in the the course of doing their jobs that they would rather not do, uh, but they're you know they're concerned they'll lose their jobs and they can't make any difference at all. You know if they're getting an order from a, from one of their pe- one of their superiors and that's the superior is present saying you must do this. A lot of them have a hard time saying no. Um, you know, they, they try to make a difference when they're on their own, well, you know letting the kids just dump out the beers on the side of the road instead of taking them to jail or just confiscating a little bit of marijuana instead of taking them to jail, that sort of thing. That stuff goes on all the time with police officers, but you know there, there are only so many things they can do in the parameters of their job. I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just yeah, it sure out. sounds like it. I'm just pointing out
1: <laughs> I love that Tom uh, makes you turn it turns you into an apologist for the police. It's great. Well, I'm only pointing out that there are some good guys on the police
0: squad. You know that yes, I've said are. that I've said that many a time on Free Talk yes, Live. Yes, I know. Okay, and so, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything that they do, but the fact is they're there, and you and I agree, Mark, that the answer is not to go on a cop-killing rampage. I. Yeah. So we have to we have to figure it out non-violently, and we have to hopefully change this damn system. Because if the system won't change, then inevitably it will come to violence. It will. And I I know... uh, Tom's the canary in the mine. Yeah. I I mean, I know Brad, uh, and he's a good guy, and I certainly wouldn't want to be up against him, though I think if it did come to violence, someone like Brad would probably resign.
1: I would think so. From his position.
0: 800-259-9231. Let's go to William in Maryland. William, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. William, Maryland. Hello. Yeah,
10: I just wanted to continue uh, our conversation from yesterday. Okay. But... um. One remark I wanted to make really quick, though, um, about you know, vi- like, viol- like what you were just talking about. You said a viol- people that are trying to use violence against cops.
3: Mm-hmm.
10: Um, that's really messed up. And also, if I knew that someone was dodging taxes, I would definitely report them.
1: You a little snitch, huh? <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But w- now, hold on just a second. What um, when you think about uh, taxes, uh, what gives the government the right to get those taxes?
10: Uh, I don't want to get into this debate again, but all right, I guess I will.
1: Um, well, you made the statement that you would <laughs> would would go ahead and snitch someone out and turn them over to a violent organization that would put them in jail for years and years. So I mean, no, you made a, to keep the money, there. you've made an extraordinarily violent statement. If I came out and said that I would hire a hitman to come out and get you and pop you in the head with a nine millimeter. I should have to explain myself. So you've made a violent they, statement. Please. I don't please. see how a
10: hitman is comparable to the government.
1: Well, um, it, is it, do you pay a hitman to do what you want them to do?
10: Um, I'm not really paying the government. I just you,
1: you're giving them tax. taxes, and you're ordering them, and you're ordering them around. Sounds like a hitman to me. Sounds I like you got a squad them. of goons doing them. what I you just want. I
10: tell them, and it's illegal, so they do it anyway.
1: Well, that's it's because it's what you want.
0: Yeah. I understand. Do would you, you under- snitch someone out for smoking marijuana or doing something no. else that was Hell against no. the law?
1: Oh now you no. get to decide. You're the arbiter of what's right and what's wrong. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I guess. Well I mean, I mean people like William for. are
0: inconsistent, you know, uh I mean that's just what they are. They're just inconsistent. They're unprincipled. William? Yeah. So what was your point?
10: Um that was I didn't really that that wasn't really why I called. I just wanted to make that statement.
0: What, that you would snitch somebody out who wasn't yeah. paying taxes? Yeah. How does that make you feel?
10: I don't know. Doesn't really doesn't really matter to me. Do you feel like you're what doing it?
1: Somebody um, hurt you oh, over I, snitching?
10: What I if somebody like, came you, to I your house good and good hurt because you if, because you snitched if, on if their they, family member? If one person is dodging taxes, then that just means I have to pay more tax.
1: Well, actually there's about sixty eight million people dodging taxes. Now what if yeah, um that's why
10: I didn't need, they need to go after those people? What if uh,
1: um the family member of that person that you snitched on came over to your house and hurt you because you snitched on them and they um...
10: um I think that I would call the
1: police. Well, I mean you're uh, assuming you can't that you'd speak. have the opportunity. Do you expect the police oh, I, I to protect also, you? I believe in self
10: defense. Co- I mean I probably have control, so if I was an adult, I guess I'd have a
1: gun.
0: Oh there you go. Yep. Uh, you know. Do you feel like a good citizen when you uh, when you would snitch on? Would that would that, like fill your heart with warmth if you were snitching on someone not paying taxes? I don't really
10: I don't really care about being a good citizen. It just it just it ends up being more tax for me. So
1: why? Well, should so I, get a, a know, backbone and stop paying them then. Yeah, exactly. If it bothers you oh, so much, no, do, you like the, well, war, do you
3: like the Do you like the war in Iraq, that, William? Do you like the war in
1: Iraq? No. Do you like paying for that?
0: Uh, no. Yeah, why don't you get a backbone and stop paying for it? Stop supporting uh, violence. Stop supporting this system that you don't <laughs> okay, even you don't even necessary. agree with it. You don't even agree with what they're doing and you're paying them. That sucks. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL-CAI toll-free line. is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free. So enjoy those on us. That is Free Talk Live. Dot com. Uh, and by the way, those features include the wiki with over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about.
1: WIKI.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Excuse me. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or a living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com.
0: Let's go to the phones and to the fun and talk to Bill in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Uh, uh,
12: hi, guys. Thank hey, you. What's my on call. your mind, Bill? Uh, well, I want to clear something up really quick before I get into the heart of, of the matter. Um, a couple of nights ago, I made a reference to Ron Paul and Bill Gates. Uh, I just want to clear the air that I was duped by a Washington Post blog that uh, was kind of put, uh, making fun. Uh, of what would have happened if Bill Gates were to get behind O'Bron Paul, and the reason why the article took place was because the, the writer uh, made a reference to Melinda, which is Bill's wife, is on the board of directors. So I kind of want to apologize for if I misled anybody. Uh, uh, I'll take my uh, my verbal bashing or whatever. So well, I it question. is
0: not true. It was indeed a rumor, as it sounded as it sounded like a rumor, um, and it was certainly unconfirmed when you'd called in uh, that uh, Bill Gates has not given and, contribution of Ron Paul. And don't Paul.
1: feel too bad. I've read uh, stories that uh, apparently were misproven you know, proven to be false by uh, Snopes.com, and I'd done it accidentally. So, you know, you're gonna make mistakes now and then. What else is on your mind, Bill?
12: Well, um, I wanted to let you guys know that you guys have changed my mind on an important issue once again.
1: okay, what's that issue? We didn't well, change your mind. you changed uh, it's your mind
12: regarding uh, net neutrality. I was a big uh fan of of allowing the government to come in and uh, and uh, basically control the internet It is but tempting. after uh, after listening uh, about the uh, decency laws that they're trying to pass, there is no way in in Bloody hell. I want these people taking over my internet. Mm.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I mean it would just be a very dangerous, slippery slope allowing the government to control internet service providers uh more so than they than they do today, which thankfully is not that much today as I understand well, it. Well
12: what what I what I find most interesting is, you know, they're they're talking about, you know, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine for every obscene word or uh obscene photo.
3: Mm. You know,
12: if this were to trickle over to the internet, um we wouldn't, we wouldn't have an Internet. People are doing obscene things all the time. I yep. mean, if you, if you look at some of the social broadcasting networks like uh, Stick'Em and, uh, I guess, now and new one, uh, some of these people are doing some really – I mean, I, I personally, I don't condone or, or, you know, I don't approve of, of what they do. But they I don't approve of the vast
1: it. majority of things I see on the Internet. I find, <laughs> it, I find a great deal of it extraordinarily horrifying. But what are you going to do? That's free speech. Yep, and it's great. It's wonderful. The Internet
0: is the best tool Ever. I mean, it's just uh, it's fantastic, and the government would do only ruin it. You know, I'll take my chances. In fact, if you we... You like the, the
1: scat porn, don't if, you? Ew, no. Um, <laughs>
0: if, we, if we get the government out of the Internet, if we get the government away from, uh, for instance, mandating that uh, Comcast can be the only cable company in your local area, then we'll have more competition, probably, uh, in the world of Internet access, and that's only a good thing. The more competition, the less likely that any of these uh, Internet service providers will bother to try to throttle their user's bandwidth. Thanks for the call, Bill. Yeah. We appreciate it. Let's talk to Jeff in St. Louis. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Jeff in St. Louis. Uh, good evening. What's on your mind, uh, Jeff?
10: Well, it was going to be about the Jenna 6 thing but, uh, the down
0: in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. I heard something about that. What today. is this? It a protest. But, uh, I was going to talk about Ed and Elaine Brown. Okay, sure. Go ahead.
10: Um, if something like that did happen, that would be all over the media in today's world. That would of
0: Wait, if something if, like what happened, the of them
6: being stormed or whatever,
10: works how would it be through? all
0: over the media? I mean, there's nobody there. I mean, nobody's. Have you, have you been to the Adeline Brown house?
6: No, I've seen
0: uh, news reports. Right. I mean, unless the news media is camped out around the house and waiting for something to happen, <laughs> and they are not. It's an you know, it's a dirt, not a dirt road necessarily, but part, it's of, it dirt dirt road. Road. part <laughs> of it is a
6: dirt road. Part of it is. all covering OJ.
0: Whatever they're doing, they're not uh, at the Ed Brown household. So but
10: all I know is if Hillary Clinton does become president and she does try to pass her, uh, health, her so-called universal health care deal, mm-hmm. I may have to join them in their tax protest.
3: Wow. Well,
0: I you know whatever it's going to take. Everybody's got their line in the sand that uh, the the government eventually is going to cross as it continues to get more and more intrusive and uh, oppressive, and they're just going to put their foot down and they're going to say, no, I've had enough. You know, we had William call in a few moments ago who said he said
1: he'd snitch out somebody that wasn't paying taxes. Yeah, I heard that. William's a child, you know, and I is he? Yeah, he said that he wasn't he wasn't wasn't an adult. You're right. right. Um, you know, and and, I you know he hasn't had a chance to learn. Why in the world should the government be out there pointing guns at? people and forcing them to pay for things that they don't want and not even answering questions. They won't even redress grievances to uh, we the people.
0: It's madness. Jeff, thanks for the call, dude. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 you know he'd said that or you had pointed out that over 60 million people estimated yeah. are not paying their federal
1: uh, income tax i've heard numbers like 68 million and he it just, might be an exaggeration he, i don't
0: know i mean it just showed his he really showed his economic ignorance when he just spouted off as a response to that well i think the government should go after them all do you even understand what, what 68 that 68 million people
1: is like? They can't get all the illegal aliens out, and there's only 20 million of I them. I
0: mean, you couldn't build enough
1: jails to put those 68 million people right. away. And um, the fact that it, it, he says that it, it requires him to pay more taxes. First off, he's a child. He pays almost no taxes anyway. But um, it doesn't require you really to pay more taxes. The government's just going to spend all the money it gets and spend some more anyway.
0: 1-800-259-9231 let's talk to someone we haven't heard from in a long time it's cory in sarasota cory you're on free talk live hello cory hello Is this Corey? cory yeah hey man what's up how's it going
13: pretty good man, how are you
0: which...
1: your voice I'm changed awesome. cory what your voice changed did it i
0: think so yeah Is it's deeper i don't i don't know he used to just go, you douche. Yeah, and, that's you know, true. Yeah, make true. maybe sure. more ma- lucid?
3: I don't know.
0: Yeah, you're more <laughs> lucid now, I guess. Uh, Corey, by the way, for our uh, listeners uh, that are newer to the show, Corey is one of our originals. Right, from uh, uh, the first year of Free Talk you, Live. On the You were probably listening like the first week of Free Talk Live, Corey. You, you've been around for a yeah, while. Yeah, Dustin got me into like the second week, I think. Something like that. And uh, Corey used to always call in with uh, sometimes really awful calls, sometimes <laughs> uh, sometimes amazingly brilliant calls. but uh, Awful. It's good to know that you're still out there, man. What's on your mind tonight?
13: Um, nothing. I have this really big problem. What's,
0: What's that? the problem?
13: I shaved my armpits today. And was, oh, it's you horrible. do have a problem.
0: Wait, yeah. now, wait, wait, wait. Now, what did you <laughs> shave them with?
13: Um, like a hair clippers? Oh, so, so it,
1: they're, they're, they're stubble?
13: Yeah, it's really horrible. Is yeah, it is, you're is it, pretty is uncomfortable. Like, not, wait, is it, like is I it I chafing?
1: Would,
13: not yet, because it's only been like an hour or two.
1: Um, my best well, advice in this particular to. instance is hair conditioner and let that dry, and then go to um, and then go to lotion. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have a sponsor coming on board that might actually be able to help Corey out pretty soon. Yeah. So um, uh, we like, got. Go ahead.
13: I would totally understand if women want to stop shaving their armpits.
1: Well, it, it, it's different, though. Um, your, your skin builds up resistance to those things. Yeah, I do it
0: all the time. I mean, Well, not all the time.
1: But do I do you do it, shave? Shave oh, you, my armpits. Uh, never mind. I, I don't even want to know.
0: Hey, it, <laughs> this is why Corey's calls are so great, because he always calls in about some sort of personal issue for the most part, and uh, we don't get enough of those calls today. In fact, Corey, Wait. hang on, if you will, because I know you said you were going to a new college in the Sarasota area. Do you want to talk about that at all?
13: I was going to, like, you know, segue into it, because, you know, not shaving your armpits New college. New college
0: exactly. Very good, except I beat you to the segue, but uh, still a good point. Hang on, yeah, dude. No, thanks for Hang me. on. <laughs> 800-259-9231. You can take control and bring up whatever you want, whether it's uh, the issues or armpits. Anything goes. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And mark 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list. Updates.freetalklive.com gets you to it. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Going uh, to one of the Free Talk Live originals, for lack of a better term. Uh, One of our listeners has been with us uh, from the very beginning, back in 2002, before we even syndicated. Uh, His name is Corey. He's uh, in Sarasota still. And you're uh, back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
13: Still, it's kind of harsh.
0: Well, I mean, you're, you're in school, so you've got an excuse, and still, there's still—it's right. a good thing. I mean, Sarasota is a nice place to live. In fact, if you're looking to buy a house, Corey, you can—you can buy mine.
13: For Actually, we're—I'm buying out or uh, moving in with someone who's buying a house.
0: So. Really? Has he already bought it? Not yet. Oh, okay. I'm desperate. Have him go to house.freetalklive.com and make me an offer. Mm-hmm. Hey, The
13: mortgage any, is only like a grand a month, and it's like three-bedroom, and it's like right across the street from New College. It so. is the
0: time to buy. Oh, mine's in a much better neighborhood than uh, than that than Yeah, that but he's, he, he goes to New College uh down by Riverview High School. Anyway, no 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 more time for that. Let's talk about uh why you called in. You were going to get to New College, and I've actually talked recently on the show about my experience at New College. I didn't actually go there um as a college, but I had some uh, I knew some people that uh that were going to the school and so I've been on the inside of many New College dorm rooms, and I just always found it interesting and a little ironic how the New College crowd it's sort of the, you know, granola eating, uh it's one of those liberal arts schools. Uh, and I always found it interesting that they all wanted to save the environment, but they couldn't even clean up their rooms. So what is it that you wanted to share with us?
13: Oh, well, I don't go there yet, but I'm planning on transferring there, and I just can't stand anyone I saw there. Like, they all drag their feet around like they're on cruise control or something.
1: Well, <laughs> it, it certainly has its own little um, uh, the own little society there, and I don't think that you necessarily have to fit in with them. It's a great school, and it... it has a great reputation if you want to get um that kind of education it's it's a good place to what, go what are you going to go for what's the major
0: uh political
13: science and like history really um, what are you um yet. so
1: you're going to grow up and be a historian <laughs> what what do we historians do a get paid with a history degree. what uh, like what no, you can't you know, what just, can you do with a, you history can get a law degree. degree or you can be a professor
0: you can teach
1: you, that, you can that's teach. what a professor yeah. is yeah.
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: uh-huh do well, you, you, do you, do do you do. want to be a teacher is that what you want to do I can do that. Okay.
13: No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna commit just yet. That well, you are certainly
0: real-time. spending the money, that's a commission. Yeah, well, is he spending the money or is it mom and dad that's spending the money?
13: It's um the people who play Florida lottery. I got bright futures. Oh,
0: oh, nice. so hey, I'm not really flooding it. There you go. Now the, now what I understand about uh new college is it's one of these colleges where they don't really have grades per se. is it like pass and fail? How does yeah, that but work? it's
1: hard to pass? I don't think that's yeah, the it's
13: case. like pass and fail. I don't know. You don't have so. to like pass like your really core classes, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
13: Like that you'd need for your major. Don't to graduate you,
1: don't,
0: Yeah, don't you have to like write a um it's not like writing a paper necessarily. You have to do some sort of a project, right. don't you? Don't you have to like get with one teacher and then you have to work out some sort of a project. Like, I don't know, it can be anything. The the uh the, the variety of things that you can do there in order to get a college degree are, are quite varied and some of them are laughably simple and easy.
13: Yeah, there's like independent Studies and like get to write a senior thesis.
0: So. Are you gonna be living on campus? No, God, no. Oh, because I was gonna say there's a lot of there's a lot of good drugs at New College. So if you're oh. into that, uh, you'll you'll find plenty of those uh, available. Of, not
1: really. Lots of
0: good drugs yeah, and easy women at keep, New College. Stay
1: that way, Corey. Don't do not listen to this man.
0: I can't. Like, one of the people there was wearing a kilt. <laughs>
1: like
13: nothing, no shirt, It's a kill. Yeah,
1: like, there's there's a lot really? of hippies. Lots really,
13: of, you. you you woke up and decided, hey, I'm just going to wrap a sheet around my waist. It's, the, yeah.
1: it's their first, it's it's cool their their first semester away like from mom and dad. You know, They're just beginning to dress he's themselves. He's probably on LSD
0: anyway, so you know, it's just how the, the reading is. a
13: book in the cafe. I guess you really want everyone to notice him reading a book. Well, yeah.
0: definitely keep in touch, man, and let us know how your uh, your college experience in the world of liberal arts goes. I'm very interested in hearing what it's like uh, on the inside <laughs> there. And thanks for the call, dude. It was great hearing from you. And call us again sometime, man. the the CAI toll-free line. See, we remember some of our old callers. It's not like we forget everybody how could We forget this
1: show. How could you forget?
0: Let's talk to Nakaya in New Hampshire. Nakaya, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Nakaya. Nakaya going once. Nakaya going twice. Oh, he'll come back. We'll try him back. Let's go instead to the amplifier line in Manuel in New York.
6: Hey, how are you guys? Hey, hey man. What's on your mind? Well, about all these taserings lately, man, it's horrible. But i I read on a blog, I don't know if you read it or not, but uh, a guy was saying that usually uh, cops have to submit to being tasered in order to carry a taser. Well, yes, it's true. When to have guns, you know, what I, <laughs> you know what I propose.
0: I think some of them do actually uh, get shot. Now, that would be a question. What? Uh, oh, I you think mean you with put a on metal. vest? Yeah, you put on uh, the, the vest and they'll shoot you. I have never heard that before. I don't know how often it happens, but I think it has happened. Anyway, I'm sure I'm sure our law enforcer listeners will uh, be able to clue us in on that one.
6: Yeah, and speaking of um, best, I know I saw a company that's making uh, taser resistant cloth. I don't know if you've seen again; it's one of those blogs. Yeah. And uh, apparently, I don't know if because of of law or not, but uh, the company will only sell guess who to police and military. Yeah, so oh, the civilians no are not allowed. I don't know if it's by policy or by law to buy. Uh, Taser resistant cl- uh, fabrics.
1: No.
0: So, oh, I'm sure the criminal element in America won't have any way of getting their hands on any of as this. As so
1: though they're going to take that kind of precaution anyway. Well, yeah. probably not. Most yeah. people get tasered have no idea that they, when they got up in the morning that they were going to go out and get tasered. That's Otherwise, they'd have stayed in bed. That's true. Manuel, well, any other thoughts?
0: Uh, no, that's it. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We're going to try uh, Nakaya one more time here. I don't know if he's gone or if he's there, but I figured I'd just call for him once more. Nakaya in New Hampshire. Hello. Sounded like something was there. Yeah, oh, well. Some noise. Let's talk about Ron Paul. How about that? Uh, the Ron Paul Revolution, dailypaul.com. Hey, uh, you
1: know, um, we didn't. We got on all those calls, and we never got to finish my straight dope story on taxes. Oh, what, there was more to that? There was, yes. I've, I thought we'd hit the relevant portions. Were there something that
0: were, like was really well, important that it, we it, it, to?
1: I, I don't know that how important it is. I mean, I don't know how I mean, important we found the out whole it was show one shilling, is, as a matter of fact.
0: One but shilling for uh, an entire year was it very, goes very into small. Some, it
1: goes into some detail. All right. What else? All right. Do you feel like you must finish it? Go George, ahead. Well, I felt like uh, we didn't finish it, and that's all. George Grenville, who became Britain's uh, chief minister. We don't at, have to finish everything, but go ahead. 1764 said... Uh, to believe a national saying of two inches of candle was worth more than all the uh, military victories of the Seven Years' War. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) A national debt of 150 million pounds horrified him, so he pushed through all kinds of measures to eliminate it. The tax measures hit the Americans much more um, softly than the uh, Britons. This was the U.K.'s national debt, the uh, Great Britain's national debt. Mm -hmm. Who faced not only uh, new stamp duties, excises, taxes on building materials, but also lived directly under the eye of Grenville and the Crown. In America, Grenville decided to ease the citizens into their new revenue-supporting role. The Revenue Act of 1764, now usually termed the Sugar Act, was on its face simply a renewal of the molasses duties that Americans were supposed to be but weren't paying all along. In fact, the duty was reduced from sixpence to three, um, say from $4 to $2 per gallon of molasses. Um, All these numbers are 1998 numbers, the $4 and $2 per uh, gallon of molasses. Cost in Philadelphia around half a pound sterling or $75. This is all his uh, um, conversion stuff. Or about 3% of the cost. The difference was that now the duty would be enforced. Americans opposed the act, ostensibly because the duty was more than the market would bear, but more likely because it was a direct attempt to raise uh, money from the colonies rather than simply a regulation of trade within the empire. In any case, the attempts to collect the tax were largely a failure since American officials treated the collectors with hostility and the smuggling rate for a gallon of molasses was only about a penny, penny and a half, say, um, per gallon. So really, they were paying more to smuggle it, or they're paying about as much to smuggle it as they were avoiding in taxes. They just, just for the didn't principle want of not to pay the
0: taxes. the taxes.
1: okay. Ordinary Britons, um, having made it clear through riots and vandalism that they would not accept more tax increases, Grenville looked for alternative ways of raising cash from America. The Stamp Act of 1765 imposed duties on just about every piece of printed material in the colonies, from licenses to wills to leases to playing cards. And that was something they were pissed about, too, right? Mm hmm. All right, 800 259 9231.
0: Make sure the rest of it's uh, worthwhile, Mark. It sounds kind of interesting. 800 259 9231. And then we'll talk about Ron Paul and take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> Free Talk Live, it is your show and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll free. At 1-800-259-9231, Sickle CAI toll free line It's Ian here with you. At Mark, 800-259-9231, join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live then become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for advertise, market and promote. And it's a nice little program because it, you know, we give you everything on our website for free, which is unprecedented in the world of radio. It's pretty typical for podcasters, but in the world of radio, nobody does this. No, they don't give, give their they charge for their. Certainly archives. not the, certainly not the syndicated guys. Eh, maybe your local local hosts would uh, give away their stuff for free, but uh, syndicated hosts they charge you seven bucks a month, five bucks a month. We don't charge anything, and we ask you to voluntarily contribute to the program. And the money that you're voluntarily contributing, the three bucks a month that that uh, that you pay in for the AMP program, actually goes right back into advertising the show. So the whole point is to spread Free Talk Live, to get our uh, show on more stations across the country. We're currently on 29 of them. We've got a thirtieth coming on board as soon as baseball season is over. Mm, it's a secret, though. It, no, it's not really a secret. No. Uh, People know cats out of the bag at this point. <laughs> it's uh, right here in Keene. Keene's uh, WKBK will be joining us for Saturday, so that's cool. Well, now that you're announcing it, I can put it up on my uh, blog thing. Yeah, it's pretty much a, it's pretty much out. Uh, so, and your dollars really help us get on more radio stations. R- it really is making a difference. If we didn't have those 2,500 plus amp dollars a month coming in, really, we'd probably be on one-fifth of the stations we're on today I, I don't think it's an exaggeration yeah so uh helps out at amp.freetalklive.com makes a big difference for us and for you you get a few perks as well the amp only call in line opens up to you and uh, the amp only chat room and forum and, and more head on over amp.freetalklive.com get some details and get on board let's go to the phones we're going to try Nakaya for one final time Nakaya in new hampshire you're on free talk live hello
6: hey and hey mark uh for sorry about sake, what were you doing um i had to put the phone down okay um I had to leave my room for a second. But uh, I was calling in because when I first tuned in tonight, um, I heard you guys actually defending police officers, which is a rarity. But I found myself um, agreeing with you guys Mm -hmm. tonight because I actually um, just spoke earlier with the lady that got me into activism about 10 years or so ago. Mm -hmm. And she's now involved with an organization of very good police officers called LEAP.
0: Law Enforcement Um, Against Prohibition.
6: Exactly. And so I I did want to reinforce that there are some good cops out there trying to do the right thing. I
0: think there aren't enough of them, but they are definitely out there.
6: I agree. And there's not many times you'll catch me jumping to the defense of police officers.
0: Indeed. Uh, the only time I tend to do it is when Tom calls in advocating that they all be exterminated. I mean, at that point, uh, <laughs> that's just insanity. So, and it Yeah, has that's in your a mind? little
6: extreme. Has anything more been said on the Ed and Elaine Brown situation?
0: Not that I can see. I've been monitoring the Ed and Elaine Brown thread over at nhfree.com. Uh, nothing's going on there. I was earlier on one of the other blog sites about Ed and Elaine, so for all we can tell, it was a completely unsubstantiated rumor at this point. I'm sure we'll know more by the time morning, uh, you know, morning comes around. Okay, good to know. Thanks, Nakaya. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, Mark, I know you really wanted to finish up that story. Here. You still don't. You, you don't. You don't think it's worth finishing? Well, we should. We probably should finish it. In fact, uh, yeah. Go ahead. You
1: can, can you wrap it up in the second? All segment? right, I'll zip it up. Okay. Um, basically, the Stamp Act. Uh, you know, it it wasn't that much. We're 50, talking
0: about revolutionary times and uh, Great Britain and their taxes they were
1: imposing on Americans. Right. Versus what the, the kind of taxes we have today. Right. The equivalent it was the equivalent of uh, fifty cents on a newspaper for a stamp, which is kind of high, um, or two pounds sterling, which is three hundred dollars today for diplomas. Yeah. Uh, basically, Americans, however, reacted ferociously to the Stamp Act through official channels such as the states' legislatures, which were you know, largely ineffective as far as uh, what the king. Uh, you know, how things were done with the king, mm-hmm. and through private actions such as hanging stamp masters in effigy and burning and vandalizing the homes of officials involved in taxation. That's your boy Samuel Adams. Mm. Um, apparently, British officials never collected a penny I through hope the stamp act. I hope it doesn't come to that.
0: I really hope it doesn't
1: No, come and that. I think that that's sort of where it all went wrong. But if so, uh, now wait, they burned the homes of who? Uh, they uh, destroyed the homes. They didn't burn necessarily the homes of the uh, stamp masters the people that yeah the tax collectors the tax collectors okay oh, so burning and vandalizing homes sorry it doesn't not necessarily the cops but the uh, the the in- entire level bureaucrats right okay but gotcha. there weren't any cops. We didn't have cops back then. Well, they were the red coats, I guess. Um, the duty from tea was about three pence, say, two dollars per pound of tea. That's a lot of tea, by the way. Tea prices subsequently dropped sharply because of the Tea Act of 1773, uh, enabling the East India Company to export tea directly to America, avoiding the uh, process of selling to wholesalers in England, who would then export it to the colonies. Win win for everybody except American mer- merchants, who were taken out of the lucrative. T Loop by the establishment of this virtual monopoly. And this all came to a head in Boston, December 1773. Which was the
0: Sons of Liberty, again, Samuel Adams and his guys, right?
1: Right. And uh, everybody knows what happened to that. All in all, the fuss was really not about the amount of taxes involved, and they were small, small amounts. Mm-hmm. We uh, basically said that everybody in America got taxed the equivalent of uh, $7.50 a year. A year. Yeah, that was what the equivalent tax was that we had a revolution over. Seven dollars and fifty cents a year, right, so like and a percentage a, of a percentage that's for basically. a person who makes a laborer's wage, say ten dollars an hour, so you know if you make twenty dollars an hour, it's fifteen dollars a year yeah
0: it's it's less than one percent it's yeah. less than one percent so and uh, today we're paying over fifty percent that's a conservative estimate, over fifty percent of the money that we earn to uh to governments federal, state, and local. it is out of control, and it needs to be reined in. Yeah, that's the summation of it. Okay. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 You can take control of the airwaves. Here's a quickie for you. And uh, we'll, we'll talk Ron Paul maybe in hour number three, but... This one from Streetsboro, Ohio. A northeast Ohio man is facing serious charges in connection with growing marijuana. Police say the man was growing marijuana plants in a field and took photos of the plants. There were 16 plants he allegedly took photos of, and he then took the photos to a CVS on uh in that in town. Okay. Uh, employees there immediately contacted the police, which I'm a little bit surprised of. I mean, I I've heard of the uh, photo processing guy snitching out people for taking pictures of their babies in bathtubs, which I think is really lame of them to do but i mean this is also incredibly lame i mean the idea that you've got some marijuana plants in your pictures why does that need to be reported to the police there's nobody i mean you couldn't even make the allegation that someone was was uh, coming to harm there is there some sort of law that mandates that uh, that these employees be snitches on every single potential violation of, of man laws no they're just good little citizens it's disgusting really please Put down the film cameras and buy yourself a digital camera. They're so cheap.
1: Here's how it goes, though. The you know the the first guy gets the pictures uh, of the marijuana plants there at CVS and he says, "Look at these pictures, man. Can you believe this guy took pictures and then brought it here?" Yeah. And then you know it gets passed around the store. And then one of them decides to send. And then and then the holier than thou of them um, decides that you know that it, it we've got to do something about this.
0: He's a criminal.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, No, he's not. Really what it is, is it's one guy wanting to uh, show off how special he is by finding this great picture, and then it, you know, snowballs from there. Oh, man. It's just so
0: sad when these things happen. I mean, people, I guess they just don't think... You know, the guy that brought this roll of film in, he must have thought that he had some sort of privacy provision with this company. And I don't don't know what just, he was
1: thinking, but he they, wasn't thinking very clearly. Yeah,
0: just not thinking, please buy a digital camera. They have disposable digitals now, don't they? I don't know that they do. I, I As I understand you it, they, better than I. they have them to where they're so affordable, there's no excuse not to get them. Why do you use film anymore? Why? I understand if you're an artsy photographer, you have reasons for using film. Like, the photographer people, they have their laundry list of reasons. Well, I'm sticking with film. Forget that digital. It's too newfangled, you know, or whatever. Uh, because there are certain effects that you can do with film that they haven't quite gotten right with digital yet. Right. That I can understand. But if you're just snapping photos, what in the hell are you thinking with a film camera? You've got to pay for the film. You've got to pay for the developing. You, I mean, what? Just go get a digital camera. It'll pay for itself after, like, three or four rolls of film. Let's go to the phones and talk to Tim in Pennsylvania. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind, Tim?
14: Um, I was calling about two things. Um, the first one is the uh, HIPAA, the I mean the HIPAA privacy law. Have you heard of that?
1: Yeah, sounds familiar. What is no, HIPAA? HIPAA is it? Has to do with uh, medical. It's your medical records are are secure supposedly. Is
14: that what that all is? All kinds
1: of uh,
0: steps. Yeah,
14: it's. Uh, I work at a retirement community, and for orientation, I've worked there for about two years. For orientation, I had to watch bureaucrats talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really funny. Um, it's like the HIPAA privacy law is um, H I P A A. It was in I think 2003 it came out or started or something, and um, it's like you know if you release like personal health information you can get fined up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars for it. Okay. And uh, I mean it's I mean it's the most basic stuff you know if I said so and so has Alzheimer's you know then that's releasing PHI kind of personal health information. Okay. Uh, I mean it's incredible like. I mean, the, the government forces that on places like that. You know, when I was watching the videos, this guy went on and on for like an hour talking about all the different, you know, loopholes and all this weird stuff. And, like, it was incredible to me.
0: So, um, I mean, are you necessarily – you're not necessarily in favor of releasing people's private information. You're just saying that you think it's a little bit draconian as far as the punishments are concerned?
14: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you see the most basic things. Like, I mean, even talking with other employees. I mean, even really? talking amongst yourself. like So you're saying it, it goes be... a
0: little too far.
14: Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to be in, like, a different room from the other nurses and stuff like that. You know, I just do maintenance work outside. Yeah, why don't we you know. just
0: let the the hospitals and the providers set their own rules instead of having this one-size-fits-all government policy? More on the way oh, at Free definitely. Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. Ed Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That is freetalklive.com. Let's roll right into the phone calls and talk to Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. We're going. Going great. What's on your mind?
15: Well, oh, I was just thinking about, uh, I wanted to let people know, because I really agree with you, Ian, about, you know, why should the government have so much control over our money? But people can go down to their local Social Security office and fill out a little bit of paperwork and have a lawyer sign off on it to stop them from taking that money from you and maybe and. and now, you said in, that. I think you had called goal. in.
0: Didn't you call in, uh, like, yesterday and and say something similar to that?
15: Well, yeah, but uh, what is, I what never are the forms? get a good response on that point from you, you guys. Do you know what the forms to... are?
0: Like, you're saying the forms exist. Do you know if they have a specific number? Because most government forms have some sort of number or number and letter combination that you can actually uh, specifically request. Because my problem with what you said, I like the idea of opting out of Social Security. Personally, since I'm self-employed, I just don't pay it. So it's easy to opt out if you're if you aren't working for somebody. Um, But if you're not, if you do have a job like most people in America do, they would obviously want to know what exactly they need to ask for. Because I don't think you can just walk into the Social Security office and say, sir, I'd like to have the forms to opt out of Social Security. They're not going to hand you those forms. So No, you know, but
15: you can get a lawyer to help you for like a couple hundred bucks, and they, they know all that information. I'll try to gather that. Have you actually
0: that. done this, or are you just saying it because you heard it somewhere else?
15: Well, a veteran friend of mine in the BFW the other night was telling me about it, and and so I, I believe him. I mean, he spent 20 years in the service you
0: know. So. Well, that's fine. I mean, but at this point, it's basically hearsay. You know, he said something. You believed what he said. He didn't really actually have anything to back it up. He didn't show you any documentation. He certainly didn't show you the forms. So, you know, until you actually have the, the a little but more detail. at the same time, in my
15: spare time, I'll, I'll try to do some more research on it at our local library and Stuff like that and see what I can come up with now, myself Ian
1: and I have seen a form from the Social Security Office it was that, a letter not a form a letter um, from the social Security office that said in fact you, we, we don't no one has to pay Social Security yes um, it, it told this gentleman that he did not uh, what, have that's to pay.
15: your money I mean they're gonna promise you something forever. Why, why can't you just put that in something that you want to? As it, that's the
0: way it should be. I'm, I am totally with you and I hope that what your friend is saying is true. It's just that if it were that simple, why wouldn't that information be all over the place? Why uh, wouldn't it be on our, our Free Talk Live bulletin board system? A you know hugely popular thread that people were going out and and everybody. I mean, all of our listeners, I think, would want to opt out of Social Security. So this information not, is very they're not highly demanded.
15: Tell you that, and of course, they're going to make you pull their chains to come up with it. But
3: hmm.
15: according to this fellow that I talked to, that can be done, and we can invest in what we want to invest.
0: That's in. the way it should be, Jeremy. Let uh, if you figure it out, post over on our bulletin board system. You have internet access.
15: Yes, and uh, I do want to become a part of the $3 a month thing, too, with you
0: guys. I think you might be our first radio listener to actually do that. I don't know if any of our radio listeners have decided to step up and do that. That would be awesome, because, you know, you guys listen to the commercials when you're listening, so you're sort of paying for the show by listening to the commercials, whereas our podcast listeners, uh, they don't uh, get the the extended commercial breaks, as our radio stations have. So it's sort of like, you know, that's why more of our Internet listeners respond to that than our radio listeners, and, and that makes sense, and that's fair. But hey, there's a little bit of good news PO for you, man. Box, Go ahead.
15: Though, because I don't own a computer, and um, you know, I'd like to place just a mail it to. I don't believe in computers. I don't own one. Oh, they're
1: real computers. <laughs> computers are real, Jeremy. <laughs> I,
15: I know they're real. but <laughs> well, you're going to have to. I don't to... want one in my house. So <laughs> yeah. How do you get online?
0: You said on you had computer, internet access. How do you get on?
15: Well, um, through a Airtel. A prepaid wireless service, I pay like $40 a month for unlimited, all minutes, anywhere.
0: that's cell phone. What about internet? I thought you said you had internet access.
15: Well, I can pay extra for that on my phone. Have you ever
0: been online before?
15: Well, yes, I've been online before, but I won't uh, discuss the... places i
0: was at I was. <laughs> that's fine i wasn't really curious about where you went man
3: but hey if you do
0: get a chance and uh and you go and visit amp.freetalklive.com you can get more information about that program there thanks for your time jeremy we appreciate it <laughs> by the way good news um coming soon for our listeners in kgez land up in montana we may be expanding our hours yet again excellent i, I probably I do love kgez sh- i probably shouldn't say anything more than that it hasn't really been official but it might be saturdays 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Ron Paul. And by the way, um, uh, you know what? That's I, what's on your mind. I don't want our, our radio listeners to feel obligated to uh, to join AMP. If you want to, that's awesome. But you guys really are paying for the show by listening to the commercial breaks. That's what's really important. If you're a radio listener is that you listen to our advertisers and then go and you know visit, their, uh, visit them. Pr- patronize them. Purchase their products and services and make sure that you tell them you heard them on Free Talk Live. Because uh, it's very important. Free Talk Live and the station that you're listening to as well. Because that's really important as well. Because those stations need to keep getting those ad dollars rolling in so they can keep Free Talk Live on the air. That's how it works. 800-259-9231 from Think at the Daily Paul. They say Ron Paul is skinny because he won't let special interests buy him lunch. Well, this might be true. The grassroots campaign is incredibly fat with the volunteer efforts and contributions from Ron Paul Revolution foot soldiers who are taking the movement to the streets. The grassroots move, this grassroots movement has sprung up partially due to the fact that Ron Paul's national campaign initially had significantly less money than their corporately funded opponents. However, is it possible that this lack of funds has actually been a blessing in disguise? Necessity is the mother of invention, and there seems to be no end in sight to the inventions being created on a daily basis by individual Ron Paul
1: supporters. Have you ever wondered about the paternity of, uh, of invention? As far as the mother of invention? But the paternity. Uh, who the, the father was? Right. I've always wondered. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. If you know
0: the answer, (laughs) 800-259-9231. Anyway, uh, so the Ron Paul supporters' creations range from professional quality banners, signs, flyers, and posters to eloquently written articles across the web and in local newspapers. On a micro level, the grassroots campaign efforts are a demonstration of the unregulated free market forces that Ron Paul espouses. A simple internet search will reveal a number of websites that are designed, hosted, and paid for by individual Ron Paul supporters. The site I'm on right now, in fact, dailypaul.com is one of those. Uh, The websites contain almost everything from articles to video clips to products. Nearly all of this content is created and contributed by individual supporters. Need a t-shirt? Currently, there are dozens of different t-shirt designs produced by independent people. In addition, you can find stamps, buttons, bracelets, commemorative coins, and even pizza delivery-style illuminated car toppers. All of this, <laughs> it's amazing, all of this in response to a huge demand in the marketplace with innovative Ron Paul supporters rising up to meet it. And many of them are doing it for very little, if any, profits. I know that uh, Corey, who, who sells the Ron Paul cards at libertycard.org, uh, I think it's org. Uh, yes, libertycard.org. Uh, I don't think he's making very much on those. No, at these
1: all. people just want their freedom back. Right. <laughs> um, there's Ron Paul, Ron Paul HQ where you can get signs and that kind of thing, too. There has been no external oversight
0: committee or price controls. There have been no marching orders taken from a central location, which is how most of the other campaigns operate, where their activists you know, the activists, they want to do things
1: for their candidate. But sure. They're not really sure what to do. They're they used don't want to, to the... get out and make a mistake, so they right. do what they're told. They're
0: used to the command and control sort of way things work, the typical hierarchy, uh, the way that, uh, the, you know, their jobs work, and the way school's always been, and the way the government operates, and so they wait for orders, and that means that things are very inefficient with them.
1: And um, some people can get, re- uh, you know, people in power, and, you know, the, the people that would be sort of the uh, committee leaders mm-hmm. in these um, organizations, consider that uh, a certain sort of power. People with power can There's get some very- be for them, bent yeah. out of shape when you do things that you're not told to do. So supply and demand has taken over with the Ron Paul
0: campaign. The best products are passed along word of mouth through a decentralized web of email addresses and social networking sites. Local meetups in various parts of the country are passing out some of the same materials, no prompting necessary. It's called emergence. It's also an example of the open source trend that seems to be emerging on the web. Different people from across the country are sharing their creative content for free in many cases. Reproducible files for business cards and banners are posted for download. DVD content is freely distributed for copying. All of financial resources and personal effort expended by these Paulites has not eroded the national campaign's ability to raise funds either. Though they started with almost nothing when he announced his candidacy earlier this year, the national campaign recently raised more money than the entire GOP did at the Texas Straw Poll. More on the way about the wonderful, exciting, decentralized Ron Paul campaign. Of course, we'd love to hear from you if you've got comments, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. You take control. 800-259-9231. It is Free Talk Live. Is free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 1-800-259-9231. Sakel, CAI, toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com.
1: If you, or perhaps someone you know, needs a primer on some of the subjects that we talk about on Free Talk Live, you should check out the Liberty Radio Underground. It's an elementary introduction to libertarianism, and each show concisely handles a single topic, topic in under 10 minutes. It's great for someone new to liberty. Go to libertyradiounderground.com today and grab an episode. libertyradiounderground.com
0: On the way, uh, if we have time, if not, this might be worth getting to tomorrow, but there's a story out of Sweden about two young ladies who are apparently suing the state I think it's the state. We'll get more details. Is there a state in Sweden? <laughs> they're, they're suing uh, over their right to go topless, and I am just in favor of this. But first, uh, we continue here with Ron Paul, who Ron Paul I think would be on the side of uh, equality for women. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he'd really feel comfortable looking at all that stuff because he seems like a kind of a wholesome dude. Yes, uh, but pretty, pretty wholesome guy. But Ron Paul is definitely in favor of the freedom to. Uh, you know, bury your private property. I think if you're on private property, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're in, my, if you're in a pool, and uh, guys are able to take their shirts off, same fair. With a girl taking her shirt off. All right, so uh, Ron Paul and the very awesome grassroots, but it's more than grassroots. It's decentralized grassroots, the Ron Paul campaign. All of these activists across the country, in fact, across the world, Ron Paul has international fans,
1: people that are backing him up. You can see the videos um, on YouTube from all over the world. Uh, You know, there's people from all over the world trying to figure out ways to get money to Ron Paul. It's an amazing thing.
0: Yep. Um, he's really He really is sparking the fires of liberty, so to speak. Oh, and by the way, um, Zeus Legion, one of our listeners, pointed out that there is a father of invention. We were talking about the mother of invention being necessity earlier, and you Mm -hmm. asked rhetorically, Mark, well, who's the father of invention? Turns out there is a father of invention. Uh, According to, let's see. Uh, according to Beulah Louise Henry, a U.S. inventor, quote, "If necessity is the mother of invention, then resourcefulness is
1: the father." You know, usually Zeus is uh, in contact with me by instant message throughout the show. I don't understand why it was that he maybe felt he doesn't he like you to... anymore.
0: Nah, 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 nah. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All right. So Ron Paul, this brilliant campaign, DailyPaul.com is reporting on how free market like. Ron Paul's campaign is, because everything's happening, happening spontaneously. It's happening because of supply and demand. People are demanding all things Ron Paul. They're demanding Ron Paul T-shirts. They're demanding Ron Paul bumper stickers. They're demanding signs and you fill in the blank. And the coolest thing is, is that the people that are supplying that demand don't have anything to do officially with the Ron Paul campaign. They're just going out there, and they're doing it. They're creating these products, they're getting them into the hands of the people that are looking for them, the products are being distributed, and therefore more people are getting interested in Ron Paul, and getting interested in those products, and so on and so forth. And then there's the Ron Paul campaign, which is, you know, doing its thing pretty well as uh, at the same time. But there's all this other effort that's happening as well. So let's talk about some of the dollars and cents here. Uh, the national campaign, the Ron Paul campaign, recently raised more money than the entire GOP at the Texas Straw Poll. In San Francisco, Ron Paul spoke at three sold-out fundraising events with $500 to $2,000 per plate admission prices. So if you wanted to go in and have dinner with Ron Paul, 500 bucks. Mm. They sold out those events. Thousands of dollars were contributed in the Meetup fundraising contest held last month. The grassroots effort is contributing money and materials through every uh event, avenue available and it's growing every week. It's been estimated that the value of the man hours and energy being put into the campaign on a local level by individual supporters is in excess of 10 million dollars per quarter. Because It takes time to create all these products and ship them out and go out and stand around and do pro, you know, wave signs and that sort of thing. That's that time is worth money, and that's I think that sounds like a kind of a conservative estimate to me $10 million per quarter. This is excluding contributions made directly to the campaign, which, by the way, uh, the campaign has nine days left till the end of this month. September 30th is the end of the quarter. See, the, FV, the federal elections rules state that, you know, after the quarter's over, the campaign has to send in all their paperwork. And then they publish the, um, the amounts that each candidate raised. Now, if you remember, last, um, the last quarterly results showed that Ron Paul had more money in the bank than John McCain, who's one of the top-tier candidates, right? So what they're trying to do now is, you know, trying to have a last-minute push in these last nine days for people to contribute some money. So he can have a nice little showing when the uh, the numbers come out, and you can do that at his website, RonPaul2008 dot com catapults Ron Paul's real war chest into the same stratosphere currently inhabited by only Clinton, Romney, and Giuliani. Can anyone say first-tier candidate? The grassroots movement has no written constitution, but has proven to be self-legislating when it comes to handling schisms and infighting that's periodically surfaced among uh, concerning tangent issues. An unwritten code has almost unanimously been accepted. Focus on the issues that Ron Paul is focusing on. Present Ron Paul's public position papers and debate responses, and don't get sidetracked on issues he hasn't specifically addressed. In fact, you know, I know that the Ron Paul campaign, since it's got a lot of the Constitution Party people in it, probably has a number of Puritans uh, working for it. You know, you know, good religious people, that sort of thing. That they wouldn't necessarily want to impose their moral system on anybody else, but they get offended when people do things that they don't like, like the girl I
1: was talking about, Ron right. Paul girl, uh, who's taking off her clothes for Ron Paul. She find uh, I'm sure that quite a few Ron Paul supporters find that offensive.
0: I'm sure they do, but I, I, I think they need to uh, take a step back and, and leave people like her alone, because there's a tremendous contingent of Americans that find that sort of an activity very desirable, and I think that that one thing, the Ron Paul girl taking her clothes off could possibly do more for the Ron Paul campaign than anything those Constitution Party people have done. I, don't I mean, not just, just because sex sells so effectively, and this you know young lady is certainly not harmful to look at, Uh, So hopefully we can get her on the show to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, But it's just interesting what the divergent beliefs these Ron Paul supporters have. Everything from Puritans to people that are willing to strip for Ron Paul. I mean, it's just incredible how, uh, how liberty really brings people together. Anyway, the national campaign has made suggestions and given some guidance to local groups, but there have been very few national conference calls. There's been very little damage control necessary. It's as if there are hundreds of sovereign states with thousands of individual citizens and a federal government that has exercised a few limited powers, but's otherwise leaving things to the people. Sound familiar? The truth is that the other candidates wish they could manufacture what's happening organically in the Ron Paul revolution in their own campaigns. They wish they could get thousands of individuals to sacrifice their money and their time to contribute their creative energy and vision to get their name out in front of the masses, but they can't. The Ron Paul revolution might end up being one of the great contemporary examples of the free market in action. It promotes personal sovereignty and keeps power concentrated at the local level. It rewards creativity and excellence and creates stability and diversity in the marketplace. Imagine that. The founding fathers might have been onto something after all. That's from dailypaul.com. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And as always, uh, you can bring up whatever you want. Oh, I also said we talk about the, uh, the tax case. This guy out in Las Vegas has been paying his employees in gold and silver. Yeah. And, well, as you might imagine, that makes withholding taxes a little difficult. Because you can't pay the IRS. Government won't accept payments in anything but Federal Reserve notes, the greenbacks that you have in your wallet. That's the only thing you can use to pay taxes. So if you're paying your employees in gold and silver... How are you supposed to withhold right. Is Taxes? it
1: illegal to pay your employees in gold and silver? I've never heard that it was, um, wasn't, was this? you em- had to do such a thing. This employer and uh, some of his clients or
0: employees were facing 160 counts in federal court. We'll tell you what happened. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp dot freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. And you can bring up whatever you want. The toll free number is 1 800 259 9231. The Sakel CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark, 800 259 9231. You can join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. The bulletin board system's there. We've got over a quarter of a million posts. That's a lot of posts for you to surf around through. And it's all totally free. So head over to bbs.freetalklive.com to get interactive. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. At SACL, CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359 for SACL, CAI. Now then, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, a little bit of information about a very interesting federal income tax case. In fact, it involved nine defendants. A criminal tax case alleging income tax evasion and conspiracy dissolved in federal court this week when a jury returned zero convictions on 161 charges faced by nine defendants. This is pretty unprecedented. I mean normally when the when the feds throw a bunch of charges at somebody
1: something sticks
0: stuff sticks Monday's verdict sends a strong message, said defense attorney Lisa Rasmussen, who represented Joel Axberg, a a tile layer. Informally called the Kerr case after the primary defendant, local business owner Robert Kerr, who paid workers in gold and silver coins, the trial lasted for months. It relied heavily on evidence gathered in a controversial armed raid in May of 2003 on several of his local business places. I suspect that's the part, the controversial the armed raid, yeah, mm-hmm. you're armed. You're raiding people with guns because they're paying their employees
1: with gold. I'm not sure that's it. I think that, um, you know, like the the controversy that surrounded it was probably what uh, you know threw the jurors off. The raid entailed keeping
0: more than 20 workers handcuffed at gunpoint in 106-degree heat without shade or water while agents collected records and equipment. Mm. Defense lawyer William Cohen said, yeah, that's a pretty major victory. If you go zero for 160 in baseball, they'd send you down to the minor leagues. Cohen was a beat, although his client, Mr. Kerr was not acquitted of any of his 109 charges. Rather, the jury hung on all of his counts. The jury also hung on all the counts faced by his sister, Lori, and defendant Alex Loglia. Four defendants acquitted of all the charges against them. They list their names. It was the most wonderful feeling and the most wonderful day in ages, said one of them, who's 66-year-old, of her acquittal. She said she works more or less as a runner for her son's construction-related businesses. Part of the case hinged on whether Kerr's workers were employees or independent contractors contractors, who are responsible for paying their own taxes. Mm. To
1: other defendants,
0: uh, Ms. Air... See, I always wondered whether you could do that or not. Because paying gold and silver?
1: No, no, make somebody an independent contractor and then not be responsible for um, their taxes. Why couldn't you? Well, the because the government would like to come out and get you if you're not paying taxes. Right. I mean, as an employee, what would you prefer to have? Would you prefer to have someone take out your taxes for you? and uh, you know, prefer ship all your my mon- money. Yeah, ship your money away. And I don't see why you couldn't provide... Uh, healthcare for um you know healthcare for your employees even if you were even if or you're for your independent contractors i don't see why you couldn't provide benefits for them
0: you could offer them an option they could purchase it if you wanted to right i would like prefer to have eye. the
1: money right
0: Michael Kennedy, who defended Ms. Um, Kerr, said the case had turned on the notion that taxpayers could be wrong without being criminal. He was referring to the fact that his client, Lori and other defendants had not paid taxes according to the market value of the precious metal content of the coins in which they were paid, as opposed to their face value. He conceded that at trial, his client may owe federal taxes For her mistakes, the IRS had never before provided guidance on how to handle gold and silver coins that circulate, only non-circulating collectible coins, according to Kennedy, who is a federal public defender. Quote, if that's the case, we're not going to take someone's liberty from them on something that a certified public accountant with a master's degree doesn't even know. That's a scary country, and I don't want to live in that country. Jay Gregory Dam, the assistant U.S. attorney who led the prosecution, declined to say whether the government will retry any of the five defendants on the charges that resulted in a hung jury. He referred the newspaper to a public affairs specialist. Acting U.S. attorney Stephen Meyer issued a statement that thanked the jurors, investigators, and prosecutors. Quote, ultimately the responsibility lies with the jury to decide whether government met its burden of proof in the case, and we accept their decision. He said the office will soon decide on whether to retry any defendants. I wonder if they're going to bother. I mean, with that kind of a
1: shutout, zero counts out of 160 of them? Well, I wonder how much that case... Still, they, they won, right? But I wonder how much that case cost the defendant. You That's know? a good question. I mean, it, it probably cost her a whole bunch of money. And uh, what's the government lose? Nothing. Nothing. They're not responsible for paying for her attorney. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, it's just, an, it's just a very interesting uh, court case. Very interesting it decision. It's always nice to see people winning against the IRS. Now, is this something that it, that's possible for everyone to do to, you know, pay their employees in gold and silver? Mm, not necessarily. But if you've got a business owner, if you're working for a a private business that's not necessarily a huge corporation, something where you know the business owner and you can convince him to give you your own money or hire you on as an independent contractor. I think
1: that's probably the direction to go
0: because it doesn't. Um, it's a little. That way he can't say he knew what was going on. The business owner doesn't want to take the risk. The business owner is doing business. He doesn't want to stand up and fight for tax freedom. So if you can make him feel comfortable and say, okay, come on as an independent contractor, you pay me 100% of what I'm worth, I'll take responsibility for the tax burden, then there'd be no way they could go after the business
1: owner. You'd think. Right, and, um, I think that you know one thing you should make a uh, point to your employer is that look, you won't be paying Social security for me anymore, so um you know i i you you would try to negotiate for that additional seven and a half percent that he's mm. not paying right elsewise, so that's you know that or you might negotiate that out in order to uh get paid get as, your full full amount or negotiate half of it, say yeah. oh, well, you could uh you know save three and a half percent or uh, three and a quarter percent by, uh, you know, just uh, paying me as an independent contractor, that sure. kind of thing.
0: Yeah, whatever you can work out. I mean, if you can take your take 100% of your paycheck home, then, you, then it's your responsibility to decide whether or not you want to pay those goons in D.C. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Let's talk to Justin in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Justin.
7: Yes, I would like to know two things. Um, I want to know if there's a movement against the public school system.
0: The government school Usually. system? Yes, there is. Yes.
7: There is a movement against it
0: sure uh in fact the uh, one of the primary people i think primary groups is this uh, oh gosh, I think it's the separation uh, we interviewed them the organization for the separation of schools. State. School, and
1: state, and state or school. Uh,
0: I don't think the, the word organization is in there, but the separation of school and state. If you Google that, uh, you'll probably find it. I think Sheldon Richmond is involved with them. John Taylor Gatto is also an individual who is connected with people like that, and he's got a great website That's with a with thing. a book all about government schools and how awful they are. So yes, there is a movement.
3: Yes,
7: I got another th- thing to say is that you know you can learn a lot more from the internet than you can learn from any classroom.
0: You sure right. can. Yep, I've learned more as an adult uh, than anything I learned uh, back in government school. Yes, they did teach me the basics of multiplication and that sort of thing, yeah. but as far as real-life real things you need to know, that all came after school. So I'm with you. Any other thoughts, Justin?
7: Yeah, I mean, how can I join up with this group? I, I'm already in a movement against psychiatry, but I would really like to join, because I have found the public school system to be a horrible place.
0: Well, I, I would again get online and uh, go and find that organization, the separation for uh, for school and state okay. and uh, and then I'm sure they have some sort of membership pledge that you can get involved in. There are also a lot of homeschool groups uh, that are uh, that are interested in these sorts of things, and there may be a local group of homeschoolers nearby that uh, is meeting up. Do you have kids?
7: Oh no, I don't, not yet. I mean, I'm am a young guy,
12: you know.
0: There uh in addition here in New Hampshire, the free staters that have moved in here have started the Liberty uh the Liberty Scholarship Fund, which is a charity that accepts contributions from people for the purposes of offering scholarships to to uh t- to parents that maybe are Financially incapable of sending their kids to private school, they give them, you know, a few thousand bucks or whatever, and that way they can help uh, defray the costs of a private school education or uh, homeschooling their kids. So there are also ways that you can actually not only contribute your time, but you can also contribute money to uh, to help kids out, to help get kids, to rescue them, if you will, to rescue them from the government school. So look into the Liberty Scholarship Fund as well. Like and thanks for the call, Justin. Appreciate it, man. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one two. Female students in Sweden are demanding their rights after they were banned from bathing topless at a swimming pool. <laughs> Talk about that and take your calls Shopping. about whatever you want. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Should women be allowed to bear their breasts in public? This is Free Talk Live. What do you think? This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231. That's the toll-free SACL CAI line, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are for free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, go shopping. And buy some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts and hoodies, a variety of different ones. So we got a uh, we got a flag that doesn't even have our logo on it. It's just the cool design that we uh, that our store design our store designer introduced, and we wanted to sell it to you. So there's that, and there's DVD classic archive collector sets uh, and more. All at store.freetalklive.com. Buy stuff for yourself. Buy some gifts. In fact, we give away our bumper stickers. I haven't mentioned that for a while. And and it's probably because, probably proof that uh, I haven't gotten any requests recently. We give away Free Talk Live bumper stickers. So if you go to store.freetalklive.com, the instructions are right there as to how you can actually get one for yourself. Now, if you want more than one, we'll sell those to you. But if you just want one for your car, send us a self-addressed stamp, uh, stamped envelope in and we'll send you one back for free. Store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Jason in Watsonville, listening to KSCO in California. Hello, Jason.
5: Hi, guys. And, uh, wow, uh, I'm so glad that and so happy that you found out about this uh, uh, tax case. I just found out about it uh, as well uh, today. And, man, what a huge, huge blow for the government and a huge, huge uh, uh, momentum case for the Tax honesty movement. I've been studying this for many
0: years. You're talking about the case uh, we just finished telling you about. Um, for just those just tuning in, where the government lost its butt. Zero, uh, zero out of 160 counts. Uh, nobody was found guilty. Many people were found not guilty, and it was like nine people that were being charged. 160 counts. Uh, many people were hung. The hung juries, and nobody is uh, nobody was found guilty. It's just amazing. Uh, just an amazing case, and it's it and is, the it IRS is. is not the only time. They've lost recently too.
5: No, that's true. That's true. Matter of fact, there was a, another huge case, uh, kind of a similar situation as this. Um, with uh, God, I'm trying to remember the uh, the name, but he was basically dealing with um, gold and silver as well, hmm. and um, and the IRS uh, charged him with the same crimes, and they were found not guilty. Um, and and the thing, the interesting two things uh, interesting with this case is one that you brought up that um, they were IRS charged them with crimes because they weren't uh, withholding taxes right. to the IRS, and you can't pay, obviously, like you said, you can't pay uh, IRS and gold and the silver, but the other thing, too, and hopefully this is going to get a lot of publicity, is that there absolutely is no law that requires, uh, that requires American citizens to have, even having taxes withheld from their paycheck.
0: I believe it. I think that uh, people just comply because they've been told that's what they're supposed to do. Their accountants will tell them things like that. Uh, Their their accountants, who, of course, obviously want the business, uh, will will inform them that, oh, business owner, if you don't withhold taxes, then you could get in big trouble from the IRS. And, you know, it may be the case that the IRS has brought some lawsuits against business owners that were like that, but... If you're just saying to your employees, look, I'm, it's not my responsibility. I am not an employee of the IRS, therefore, I'm not going to do work for those guys because that's what business owners are effectively. They that's effectively what they are. They're right. unpaid employees of the IRS. They're like tax collectors, and they are right.
5: They're unpaid tax collectors for the IRS. And I don't know if you knew this, but about 10 years ago, the IRS used to admit in their in their booklets. That um, uh, in one of the booklets they used to admit that uh, if um, if you're an employer and uh, someone uh, you know you hire somebody and they uh, send they write you a letter a notarized affidavit that um, they are a United States citizen then they did not have to withhold tax from them had, they actually used to have that in their publications mm-hmm. and it's still the law in the code but. So do you have Apple, a site
1: for that? Some place that I could check that out to make sure that that's, you know, um,
5: Well, they took it. I, I can I can mail you one because but it, they like I said this is about 10 years ago. Can you uh, print, can
1: you scan it and put it online? Say again. Can you scan it, put it online, put a link to it um for our BBS so people can take a look?
5: Um I don't, I can I don't know really how exactly how to do that. Maybe um uh
0: I I don't, I, now how I'm how looking at got. Ian. I don't you know. know how it's, to do ama- that it's amazing uh, how I, I, this isn't a personal shot at you, but it's amazing people will call this show and they'll tell us all these interesting things about oh, you can get out of social security by doing this, and you can do the you know, But they most of them don't have access to the internet. It's like there's all these tax secrets out there, but none of them are online to to spread the uh, the secrets. You don't have a scanner or a friend with a scanner?
5: Well, I could I could probably find out uh, ask someone to do that. And I would more I have. them. I, mean, I actually have the the uh, form. That the IRS used to pronounce, it it's section it's, uh, form yeah. uh, had to had to do with non-resident aliens because only only non-resident aliens are required to have um, to pay the taxes in in America.
0: You know, I, I, and I, I've we've we've certainly talked and if you can do that, that'd be great. Um, find a computer geek friend who can handle doing that for you and get it online and post it at bbs.freetalklive.com because I know our listeners would eat that stuff up. Uh, yeah. but, but what I find interesting is that. Uh, the, the the tax freedom movement likes to focus on what the code says. You know, they like to focus on the different sections and uh, their interpretation. And of, of course, the judges and the lawyers interpret things completely differently from the tax freedom movement. And it really all uh, it all glosses over the real issue, and that is the morality of the of the whole thing. Um, even if it turned out that the IRS code was crystal clear, and I don't know if it is. I've never read it, and I don't care to. I don't know legalese. I can't I imagine anybody could it. read it. Uh, and but even if it was crystal clear. That said, every person in America must pay taxes. Uh, I would still be against it because it's just wrong to enslave people. When you owe a percentage of your, when uh, somebody is taking a percentage of your money, whether it's five to fifty or to you know ninety-nine percent, you're that much a slave, and that's wrong and patently un-American. So I could care less what the actual words say on the IRS's pieces of paper. It's just not nice to take people's money from them by force.
5: Well, that's true. That's true. And the Constitution strictly forbids the government from directly taxing the property of an American citizen.
1: Well, they changed that with the uh, 16th Amendment.
5: No, but... no. That's absolutely incorrect. Matter of fact, uh, the Supreme Court has ruled that the 16th Amendment conferred no new power of taxation.
1: Sure.
0: Once Funny again, they're using it for that, though. <laughs> Once again, um, here we are talking right. about words now, on paper. Now we're, sp-
1: now we're splitting these things. The fact, um, but what my point is um, the 13th Amendment says that I can't be a slave. Um, I, as an American citizen, am a free man. That means that the federal government cannot require me, unless I've committed some kind of crime, to fill out any of their paperwork. I don't... You can't tell me to do it. And when you say crime, you mean crime against someone's person or property, like right. a real crime. Right, a real crime. And now you can... A crime is doing something. Doing something is not not doing something. There right. are no crimes for not doing anything. Not even real crimes, that is. Right. Uh, so the government can't require me to fill out its paperwork. That makes me their slave if they can no doubt
0: about it, Jason. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. You know, the the, the tax freedom people will say, "Well, the Sixteenth Amendment was never ratified," or they'll pull out the su- Supreme Court decisions that Jason was saying that you know all that doesn't apply, or it's you know it's being interpre- uh, interpreted wrong. But the fact is, there are people in government that will interpret it in the opposite direction. Most government judges, uh, they they don't care what the Supreme Court said, and the they, Supreme yeah, they, Court doesn't. They even really care don't what it care said. what
1: you say in their courtrooms right. either. No, it they doesn't don't. matter. They're like likely, most likely, unless you have a really great lawyer like this. Uh, uh, the, like the one that happened in this particular case, right, but it sounds like they were a little slippery. Um, they said that in fact it's not that they won the right. they said they um, what they did was they won based on the fact that she didn't know any better. So she sure. So they, well, they, the IRS they gave a license to the IRS.
0: Right. Well, the IRS didn't have any rules as far as how to tax people for gold and silver, uh, con- con- circulating gold. I bet silver. you they do now. Oh, they might. No, oh, I don't know. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's not like anybody's ever read these crappy rules in the first place.
1: Well, the IRS agents themselves. Um, they don't you, know. They don't. When you call um, the IRS helpline, fifty percent of the time you'll get the wrong answer. I
0: mean, it's forty percent. But Fine. who's counting?
1: Uh, let's go to the phones, talk to Troy
0: in Canada. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello.
8: Hey, I just saw that uh, video you guys were talking about, the stripper for Ron Paul, or stripping for Ron Paul. Yes, the girl. Ron Paul girl, yes. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, she seems to be a lot more moral and uh, you know, better person than any other politician besides Ron Paul. She'd be a good <laughs> running mate, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that
0: would be awesome. Ron. I'd like <laughs> but, to see uh, that.
8: I don't have anything really to talk about. I just wanted to hear that uh, story about breasts.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll try to okay. to uh, summarize it. Thanks, dude. Uh, 800-259-9231 from Sweden. The local Sweden's news in English. Two female students are demanding their rights after they were banned from bathing topless at a swimming pool in Sweden. If girls are forced to wear bikinis, then they say boys should be too. Uh, one of the women told the local Ragnhild Carlson, who's 22, and her friend Kristen Carlson, 21, live on the same corridor in a student. Wow, they have the same last name, but they're friends. Interesting. Uh, on the same corridor in a student residence in the university town. On September 5th, they took a trip to a leisure complex where they decided to hop in for a swim without their bikini tops. Though the pool was full of swimmers, a female lifeguard eventually caught sight of the bare-breasted women and reached for her whistle. Quote, we've been swimming for a while without anybody paying us any attention when the guards called us to the side and told us to put either put a top on or leave. So we left. Then, the two women sent a letter to the Equal Opportunities Ombudsman, explaining that they saw no reason for men and women to be treated differently. If anything, a bikini top could be accused of drawing unnecessary attention to a woman's breasts, and I would agree with them. I think that uh, women absolutely should be able to bear their breasts in public, if indeed men are free to do so as well, Seems and fair. if you've got a problem with it, look the other way, ostracize, or whatever, but... It is very unfair to women that they must walk around with their tops on. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.